Just going straight in. Let's go. That was a great point, Emily. You just said something which I thought was super profound. Could you say it again, please? Please. Yeah, I said I'm going to sound like the biggest twat, but (laughs) I just came back to London after two years away, so it feels like I've been in the time warp, and I've literally come back to my old life. Nothing has changed, but, like, everything has changed. But I thought I was a really good human two years ago, but I came back, and I'm like, no, but I was. I I was, but now I'm an even better human, and... uh, yeah, it's just really nice because you, you get that kind of perspective when you come back to a place and it's like everything is so similar, but it's so different because I'm different. So, yeah, regardless of Corona, obviously. So, yeah. uh, I, I think that was, that was this is a bit off the cuff, but welcome Emily Anger to, to well, involve Chief Thrive. Yeah. <laughs> she helped. Emily Anger, ladies and gentlemen. That is her. Yeah. She Hulk Anger, I love it. That's a that's a solid name. Solid. <laughs> so yeah. sorry, just to provide a bit, a bit a bit of context, we were just chatting before we started off podcast today, and Emily, you were talking about leaving London and going on your travels and going basically away for two years. And now I'd ask you before we came on air, where are you right now? You said you're back in your room where you used to be, but nothing has changed. But everything has changed. And that that prefaces what you said previously which was that you're so different now because of well basically two years like what 700 odd days and it's now made you into a different kind of person uh i I don't know where to go with that but i almost want to leave the floor to you and be like okay so what how did you get from where you were to kind of where you are now if if that's a too big a question to start with that's just how it is um well i mean there's been so much happening this last couple of years in my life in terms of i mean literally everything you know i moved countries i um left my job i um left a relationship so it's been a lot of like change that has been really hard in my life and then on top of that you know i I actually i i haven't lived in sweden since i was 19 20 and on top of that like i moved back for six months living with my parents first living with my dad which was in itself really difficult because i haven't lived with my dad since i was four years old so this was like a really like it was a shock and then living back with my mom which is like my childhood home so a lot of like old stuff about me came back and I'm like wow this is super interesting because I'm I'm feeling like I'm stepping into an old person but I'm not her anymore so I'm dealing with a lot of like triggers and now I have to like try and maneuver myself trying to be this nice person that I that I know I am without falling back to old patterns so it's just been a re- like really a really tough year but like I've loved it but I've also had many cries many like really lonely nights and it's been it's been really really tough but i genuinely think as i said to anabolic brown the later like everything just kinda just happens and we just kind of take it as it is and i said this earlier today in one of my instagram stories like life is just perfect and it takes us to where we where it needs to be in the moment and i think we can't expect anything to happen like things are just going to happen we're just going to have to like take it for what it is and hopefully we get what we want later on like hopefully we get that house and that guy and that dream job and whatever we want in life but we might not be ready for that yet so we need to still kind of take us for where we are right now and just keep growing and just take the lessons as life give them so mm-hmm. yeah that. yeah that's, yeah that's that's the exact same feeling i think i've had um doing this podcast 
is uh, references a few times uh, references sorry a few times where I look back to my, myself when I first started the podcast thinking that I had like okay I've got a good basis of, of what to talk about and like maybe experiences to draw from um, but then I look at my mannerisms and I look at the way kind of I was conducting and I'm like oh well now there's so much more I feel like growth now compared to then but not much has changed it's been a couple of days in between that you know what I mean a couple of weeks yeah couple of more detailed conversations and all of a sudden you're in a completely different place and you didn't like I had no idea that I had to grow as that in that way back then I had no understanding that this is this is the way that life almost life through me needs to develop in that way you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and then now as a result of doing it I feel like I'm, I'm better for it but uh, the best the best thing after it is like oh shit I wonder what's gonna happen next I wonder how, how else I'm gonna develop now you know what I mean do, do you get that yeah that's why I like I'm I'm almost a little bit excited when I'm like shit this is going to be tough. Mm, you know, because yeah. then you know that you're about to grow shit loads. <laughs> I'm trying not to swear so much. I had I did this one podcast and I was swearing all the time and I, I was like in the middle of it I was like, "Ooh, am I allowed to swear?" And like, "You've said fuck like 30 times." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so I'm going to try a good go okay. today. I if promise. You want, if you want you can try and break that record. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I expect um, that you now. But you that the growth has also come from having these discussions because I genuinely think, you know, life, you learn so much from having these mm. deep conversations with people, which mm. it takes a bit of stretching to get into to this sort of communication. You don't like some people, they don't have that capacity yet because they've never been exposed to having these kind of conversations where it's like, it's not really about right or wrong. It's just about like exploring things and going a little bit deeper and then like being curious about like, oh, but I wonder. And then you keep digging and then you talk to someone else about it. Like, oh, I didn't think I didn't see it that way. And then, yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've just realized so many things about myself. And then we just like go and explore. And it's just really, really awesome. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah. incredible. And I, and I think I know exactly why Umar is just cracking up with a big smile there. Because I say that almost every podcast. <laughs> it's like every, it. every few podcasts, I just come in with like people just try and have good conversations, you know, forget about like, all right, small talk, maybe just to ramp yourself up into it. But just if you're just, if you're curious about something, even just the tiniest thing, even if it sounds stupid, like I asked my mate, like my housemate, because I haven't played computer games for ages. I don't even remember the last time I picked up a control pad to play PS4 or whatever the hell the console was see i don't even remember anymore but uh, but he still plays so i was like look i'm curious about you know what you still get out of it and it sounds like a stupid question it's like what do you get out of computer games but it's like it's going to help me understand a little bit about you know the human psyche or you know what it is and also if there's any judgment around it i can completely eliminate that because i understand now what the what the basis for playing a game is you know whether it's escapism whether it's like you know it's high, it's problem solving all that kind of stuff that goes um and people get out of it so and you just learn something and even though it seems like it's not that much it's just like a little detail you get uh, it just shapes your world view it just ends up adding that little extra bit of perspective and just widens things out for you and then you end up um you end up having a little bit more appreciation for things yeah 100 totally percent. totally agree that's that's uh yeah you're I'm smiling so much when you were talking and you're, you're saying what you were saying because i i'll, I'll link it back to I think we had that at UP a few times where we kind of, I'd come in on the morning and okay, so I'm going to kind of like slowly tell the story of, of Emily Anger 
uh, because we didn't do I, I, it's my fault sorry people there's this girl on the podcast you have no idea who she is but who she is she is eight minutes in and we're like who's this Swedish chick like why is she here yeah. <laughs> so basically me and Emily met when I actually I actually knew you before you knew me because I, I, I Instagram stalked you because you were a, a famous UP trainer before I knew anything uh, I showed up on the leg day that I talked about last week with uh, with Nick Daniel and Emily was was standing on the prowler and making my life even harder and making me push her as well as like 40 kilos up and down the Mayfair track, which is, which is unnecessarily long. Um, (laughs) So, so this is, this is how I know Emily. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) This is how I know Emily. So we, we worked we worked in London together and um, since she's been on this very, very interesting journey, but I feel like it started this like kind of, understanding between me and you kind of recognizing each other and be like oh okay emily thinks like this too like maybe there's maybe there's other things in the way but um i feel like the want to have these conversations is quite evident in some people because they always ask this like a question which triggers in my mind oh this person thinks a bit differently you know what i mean and i feel like um the odd occasion where i'd walk in at what 5 a.m 5 30 a.m and emily would be there or you would walk in and it would just be like so how are you and it would be like, oh, okay, well, it's like this. Like, I mean, let me tell you about the last couple of days. And then all of a sudden, it just, it has a very different spin with one person A and person B. And Emily is definitely that person where we started just pulling on that thread. And, oh, okay, there's loads more there. Well, I wonder what else, but we hold on and just, you're off on that ride and you're talking and, and that's like, oh, okay, this is great. So that's kind of leads us to, to right here. But I, I really resonate with what you just said there. And like you said, we always talk about this this thought of having good conversations with good people. And uh, I, I said this a few times on the podcast. Have you seen the movie movie Joker? Uh, the most the one Joaquin Phoenix one? When he, when, he's, when he has that, uh, when he's talking to the therapist right at the start and he's like, all I have are negative thoughts. I feel so privileged in my life because all I have are conversations like this. I feel like mm-hmm. I have them so often and so many times with so many different people and i'm so thankful to g because he started this podcast off by just ringing me one day and said do you want to just do you want to just chat and record it and it's so random but it's turned into so many amazing like memories i feel like I'll, i feel like i'll watch these back in 10 years time or like show them to my kid one day and be like this is what we were chatting about like years ago like see there's there's, there's actually something in this brain like <laughs> i hope there's something there so yeah I, I completely resonate with what you just said there about having these uh having these deep um just just correct conversations i think but i think for me you know as it was a it was a tricky time in our life when we were working at our last workplace and you know i wouldn't have made it through if i didn't have these connections like it was for me it was i mean i can only really speak from my own reality of it but it was a really tough time in my life and therefore, like the people that you had around you, it was super important to be able to have some form of connection. And I feel, I feel, I, I think you and I hit it up so quickly. And I, th- I just think some people also have this, like you just feel energetically that you're on the same wavelength, so you don't even have to really communicate without. Like I know what you're, I know where you are, and like if you want to talk, we can talk. And then it's so you always find those people in your life, and those are the ones that kind of like you come back to. And like, this is why we're here right now. It's like. You just come back to those people because they, they it's just some energetic connection i think you know um but i think that's how i want to live my life as well like i choose how i want to live my life and you i really think that i mean if you guys have re- have you read the, the book called the man's search for meaning by victor oh, frankel yeah i've heard of it i've never read it 
Yeah, so that's the Holocaust uh, survivor, one of the men in there, and he wrote a book. And basically, he one of his quotes, and I, I'm going to paraphrase it now, but he says like, "The one who has a why can endure anyhow." And you know, he survived Holocaust, and he managed to help so many people in there. And hope is like the thing that connects everyone in a way, but also that human connection. So he he was like really adamant to not let other people lose that human that human humanity in ourselves which was the only thing that they couldn't take away they could take away everything else but they can't take away that human connection unless unless you actually give it away and I, that's how i felt a little bit <laughs> in the last workplace you know they can take away so much from us our time our our energy our health like there was a lot of things suffering at the same time but it couldn't take away that that piece of human connection which made everything like endurable in my opinion so and that's why i stayed for a very long time as well because it was still a very beautiful place to be in because in all of that hardship it was still a lot of really beautiful stuff that happened on a daily basis which you can take and just enjoy for what it is um, and that's how i live life now you know there's still a lot of stress in my life but i choose to like enjoy it because you know i, I make it i make it purposeful so yeah that's a great but yeah yeah sorry sorry i'm fine no that was that was it that was it that's a really great way of summing up the experience obviously without without trying to i don't even say their name by the way because i don't want to people like i don't talk about them as in like this this one thing it's just a time in my life it's like having i wouldn't speak about my ex-boyfriends in their names because they're just people that was a part of my life it doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't make the company a bad company per se, but it's something about things that just doesn't work out. And you just have to like accept that you needed to be in that place or with that person for a time to get the learnings that you needed to to move on and actually grow from it. So I'm super grateful for all the bullshit that happened over the many years, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. We'll talk about that before we, before we started today. And um, I can definitely say that without that, like you said, what you said before, you wouldn't have the reference as to where we need to grow or also what we actually enjoy in our lives. And that we talked about these conversations and, and I love what you said earlier about, you just know that the person's kind of there ready. And I think that that speak to, speak to Gurinda, we both definitely had this kind of underlying subtext. We're like, yeah, this guy's guy cool. This guy, this guy can just kind of jump on the code. And then like, I speak to like yourself in that way. I speak to Nick Daniel in that way. And, but then there's also people you can pick up on and you can think, okay, unfortunately being in that experience has kind of made them so shy and made them so kind of within themselves that they've almost forgotten that humanity you're talking about and it's not that it's not there it's that they have to just slowly rediscover it over time you can uh, being in this environment with, with you two with, with g most weeks it helps me kind of recenter there you know what i mean and, and it, it's such a such a vital thing that you you have to keep hold of yeah i think so too but also I mean, I don't know about you, but I, when I left that job, I definitely had some form of like identity crisis. You know, who am I if I'm not this job? Because that's what we were conditioned to kind of believe, you know, mm. who am I going to be in this world if I don't have this title? Because that's what they wanted us to believe. And maybe that's, you know, how they see the world, you know, and, and, and that's rightfully theirs to believe, you know, but it was a hard transition and it took me a long time to be like, hey, I actually have this voice. I am this person mm. and I am going to have to really work hard to prove that. To, and get myself seen in a, in a in a world that's super saturated in many ways, but 
still i think little by little and also by also being very honest about it and be like hey actually i'm actually struggling a little bit here i don't really know who i am or i don't really know i have these imposter feelings and i have these things but if you can be honest and then talk to others you know that's where you can start to like grow grow away from it as well but also just allowing that it's a, it's a journey like any relationship that you would that you would leave is like it leaves you with a void and it's like i need to not fill that void with something else and that's that's going to take a little bit of time so yeah mm, i agree with that actually i agree with that and i think back to literally it's been, it's been about a year now that i've been back in leicester and the, i didn't i didn't do any work for about eight weeks when i came back i just kind of di- didn't didn't like um feel so much like it was an identity thing i think it was just that i needed a break mentally from from being that kind of drill sergeant standing on the gym floor being kind of who i enjoyed being definitely a part of me but i was also other parts of me which just needed to come forward and like you said find your voice this podcast million percent help with that like just being able to articulate thoughts and then carrying these thoughts to other people in my life and and um being in this environment is very much me whereas this was not nurtured at all there you know what i mean it was more like just read off the same hymn sheet and uh, we'll see you all later and it's like well there's so much more i want to say you know I mean, we can't have these long like we have these two and a half hour three hour conversations and it's uh it's just great it's just it allows you to flourish in the ways that you know you know also you need to flourish yeah yeah, yeah tell, tell us go on no what are you gonna say man go g school I was going to ask you if you wanted to pull on that identity crisis thread a little bit, because how did you how did you pull yourself out of that? Like, um, what did you do to recenter yourself? Well, I went to Australia. <laughs> mm-hmm. I took on a lot of hobbies. I think you know what it is as, as well. We we need to have fun, which again, like in our old workplace, there was no capacity to have fun. I remember. Obviously, I was there for many years. I, I was in the gyms for three years, and at the end of it, I was literally just a shell I was you know we, we took a Sunday off but Sunday was for admin stuff and like catching up on the things we didn't have time to do during the week so but there was a time in my second year when I was like I need to do something for myself so I started doing salsa and I remember and yeah like because I used to be a dancer when I was younger but then I thought I've always wanted to try salsa and I found something local and it was on a Sunday and you know it wasn't very expensive so I was like there's no reason for me not to sign up for this and um so I did and every week I was so freaking tired and I was like I don't really want to go but then I would go and it would give me so much energy and joy that it would last me until the Wednesday Mm. and it was like it just gave me this life you know and all of a sudden and also you're, you're surrounded by people that just isn't in the same bubble as you and it's like you have these normal people around you because we're us fitness people we're a bit like mental and we're sometimes a bit isolated in our own in our own in our, in our own bubble and industry right that we don't like look at other industries or people and you see like people are like so different from us like we are a special breed in a way but then when you meet people outside of this industry it's like whoa there's so many like different ways of living or, th- or, th- or thoughts or issues that we don't even experience right and then it gave me a lot of it. It gave me a lot of life, anyway. And then, when I went to Australia, it was hard because I went from being, you know, sometimes we were doing fifty hours on the gym floor and mentorship meetings and other meetings and like mentoring and we did so many things, right? So we worked a lot. So I went from that to working maybe two hours a week, and that was hard. And on top of that, you know, I didn't have friends. Um, I started kind of fresh in a whole different place in the world but 
I mean, Australia is a beautiful place to go if you're going to go somewhere. Um, but I just started doing a lot of hobbies. And little by little, you start to be like, hey, I, I, I'm enjoying myself. And something that I do now, because I, I, I do like coaching and life coaching. I do both. So I'm, 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 I'm a hybrid. Let's call me the hybrid. And uh, but part of like someone's identity, I think, and why people go into crises is, is because we forget who we are in our core, because we identify ourselves so much with what we do as a job. But I will never say like, I am this, like I am not a coach. It, my coach is, I do that for my living and I love what I do. And of course it's probably part of my identity, but I'm not my job. And I really think that that makes a huge difference when we can start to like disassociate ourselves from the job that we do, even though it's something that we love doing. Does that make sense? And I think eventually you just, you know, have some fun, explore different avenues, try different things, challenge yourself mentally, physically, uh, and I guess spiritually as well. Um, and you just start to like realize all these things about yourself. Because um, I think when we have crises, it's like when we don't really know our own capabilities. And then all of a sudden, if you start trying things, it's like embracing being pretty shit in many different things. It's kind of beautiful because then it's like, oh, I actually kind of like that. And I want to do that more. And then, yeah. So that was how I did it anyway. I, I, I ran away and I tried a whole different a whole different few things. So, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I feel I feel like there's a, there's a similarity there. I can almost say that when I came back to Leicester, there was, um, I had never, I'd done some jujitsu. This is where I met Gurinder in London. But I'd not done any kind of striking stuff in a long time. And I, I started that and I was so shit when I started. Like it's literally a year ago now. And I look back to how cumbersome I was and how kind of, I was just led by my own momentum. And it was just like a, a ball rolling down a hill. Like I couldn't, couldn't <laughs> pivot. I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't kind of control my own mass, right? And now, literally a year later, there's <laughs> it's, it's a lot to kind of sometimes yeah hold back right and uh I literally yeah later me and tj were talking about this the other day um it's come along so much but it's through being shit and through exposing yourself like we've talked about this in the podcast before training at sometimes five in the morning because there's no time i'm not the time to train four in the morning because there's not the time to train in the day but um what you said there being exposing yourself to just being shit it's like planting a seed right you can only grow you can only go one way as long as you stick it out you mustn't be shit in a year's time it's not going to happen you will definitely incrementally improve slowly so long as like training is some way decent um so, yeah i really really resonate with what you said there because because you've almost like the void you had to fill you spoke about that a little bit and now it's a case of okay well there's all this emptiness i've got to i've got to start putting some seeds in it and hoping that they that they grow and one last thing you said that i want to go back to I remember you coming in after your salsa lessons and how much like of a <laughs> that's exactly what I felt like. I was sneakily put into the playlist and it's like, oh come on, it randomly a day and everyone hated it. And I was like, you that <laughs> I don't remember that song, but I remember you. I remember you being like just a much happier person. And just as simply yeah. as that is, like that that's that's a beautiful thing. Um yeah, a hundred percent. I remember, remember the the kind of the 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 glow. You know, what I mean, it's something I I genuinely have that after this podcast. Sometimes after I've learned something new, we talk about the course that both of us have done recently uh, with with Jordan Shallow, and you learn something. You're just like, wow, this is amazing. I feel so so much better having done this, even though I'm having to like rack my brain to get around it. It's not. It's a small price to pay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm generally like I, it came to a point where I was like I'm genuinely always going to strive to be the worst one in the group. 
and it was just like it's just funny because I've the only thing that is I've learned to laugh instead of like judge I'm like I just laugh mm. and I remember I obviously like I, I'm a little bit of like an impulsive individual I, I would for example I started taking salsa and I did like three classes four classes and I'm like yeah I'm going Cuba. So I just decided to go to Cuba on my own, like over, over New Year's. Just like, because I'm like, yeah, I can definitely do salsa now. <laughs> so that was, you know, it, it was also very much of a learning experience and like how scared I was to go there on my own because no one spoke English either. So it was like, it was, it was a, it was a tornado in my, in my head. But I think since then, you know, I just realized that you just have to laugh. And I could, the only thing I committed to, I was like, look, I might not dance a lot, but if anyone asks me to dance, I will never say no. That was my one commitment. So I would just like dance for like random men on the streets. Like it was amazing. And like just like this old men like outside a bar and you would come up and they were like, do you want to dance? And I was like, okay. And I was like shaking my head, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I committed, but it was so much fun. And then, you know, and the beautiful thing I think about salsa or like any any dance any or any 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 even i would say combat sport or like mm -hmm. maybe there's a form of connection to another person which you don't need words to communicate to have exactly to understand ex understand exactly what the other person is like experiencing or feeling because it's that sense of like we are doing this one thing together and it's mm -hmm. we don't need language to to communicate and it's it's so beautiful you know and that's why i love mm -hmm dancing in the dancing community because I think if you don't if you're not a dancer on your own and you go to like a salsa club you're probably there to just pick up girls or guys but if you come and like if you if you are in like a dancing community and you actually go out it's like it's not about picking people up it's just really about dancing communicating having this like really beautiful moments together with some people and you really feel it when you really connect with someone when you're dancing and you feel some people you don't really connect with it's like yeah. The energetic fields become and heightened, or it like heightened, and you, yeah, you just know who you will like gel with or not gel with. Um, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, true. I get that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. uh, I've done I've done some salsa as well. Have you? So yeah, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. I did it. Um, I did it a while back, and then I did it again last year. And I know that. <laughs> I tell you, I was terrified because I started there when when I started going to like the events that they were hosting and stuff. I ended up going to one of them on my own. And I just showed up there and I was shit. I was bricking it because I was like, I, ha I can't just stand here on the sidelines. I've got to actually dance with someone. So I ask a woman to dance with me and I'm like, you know, like six weeks in or uh, something like that. You know, like two basic and, steps in the turn. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> two basic steps in turn and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, okay, I got, I, I could do something. At least I'll be able to, you know, uh, do, do the Titanic with her. You know, that's it. <laughs> And then I get there and I start dancing with, as I remember like this one particular woman as well, I start dancing with her. I was like, I know she's a million times better than me. And she could be having a dance with somebody else who's a million times better than me as well. But she's here with me right now. And I just kind of froze. So I just basically, I kept doing the forward step, back step, forward step, back step, forward step, back step until I felt like, okay, now I should do something. And I was there probably for half the song just doing that. And she's just kind of like looking at me. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then, you know, you just like, you start to get in your own head a little bit more about it. But then as soon as I did the first move, even though I fucked it up, I was like, oh, finally, I've got it out the way now. Let's yeah. just dance, you know? And it was such a, it was such a hilarious kind of, um, uh, yeah, it was like another moment where I just learned a lot about myself because I was there for like a good couple hours as well. And I left and I just went, Whoa. 
that was <laughs> that was an experience because yeah. I was surrounded by people who were like way better than me. And uh, but that was that was a good thing to do because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't put myself in an environment where it, like it's ripe opportunity for learning because I came out of that I was a much better dancer than when I when I went in. Yeah. Even though it didn't feel like it. It was just because I was dancing with people who were better than me and just watching what other people were doing and things like that. Made the yeah. Man, I wish I wish there was something happening in London for dancing, but we'll have to wait. Exactly. You just gotta do it in your room. So yeah, exactly. I can do one one couple in here, that will work, you know. So <laughs> yeah that works yeah. It's, it's so interesting what you guys are saying because i, I feel like i can resonate in my own way I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. do you know what this has been in me for so long to, to want to dance but i've not been courageous enough to just go and do it right yeah. but with regards to with regards to combat sports what you just said there g it's hits home so hard because you yeah. can stand in front of somebody and you've got your hands up and you're trying to trying to not get hit and you're trying to hit and you're trying to kind of just basically establish yourself but one of the things that i touched on in training recently was that i need to get in there i need to just do one like it's called an L step. So an L step is basically you move off to the right hand side and you move your feet in like a, you bring your front foot back, you move your off foot off to the side and you replace your front foot, right? Super simple. Mm. And then you, you do the same on the other side, it's called a J step. And basically it just kind of breaks the, the, the um, stuck feeling in your head where you feel like, mm. oh, I, I want to do, I want to do. And all of a sudden, you, as soon as you do that first basic step, you're just like, okay, and the shackles are off now. I can just do what I want to do. And it's so liberating just to get that out of the way first. I feel like that's almost a, uh, a go-to now. Whenever I'm sparring, whenever I'm doing anything, it's like I just get that out of the way and the rest of it will just come because now you're natural. Now you've moved your body. You've, you've got out of that kind of neutral gear. Um, it's really interesting that you guys have the same thing, but in a, in a very different setting. Completely. Yeah. yeah. I think something that I was thinking about as well because I think anyone, <laughs> a woman can look good dancing if the guy is really good at leading because yeah. – like I've, I've experienced some dances where I'm like, I don't even know what just happened. You know, <laughs> I just walked out of a dance and I'm like spinning everywhere. And I'm like, I haven't, I haven't learned a step. <laughs> you know, yeah. because somehow they're so talented and just guiding you exactly. And they just like, literally just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And uh, yeah, but I think an, an, a realization and an interesting um, thing that I was thinking is like how, you have to let go in order for things to move forward in a way because if you're yeah. trying to control things so much you're just getting stuck in like either analysis paralysis or or just i don't know it just doesn't really flow nicely and as mm -hmm. soon as you can kind of let go of that you know how we were talking earlier before we started recording about like that lightheartedness a little bit trying to not be so perfect and like actually just enjoying the process a little bit yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like I don't even have—I don't even have to give so much effort to it for it to be working. Yeah. And that's what I found with salsa as well. And I'm—I'm I'm a massive control freak, so for me, it's the biggest lesson is just to learn to to let go and to be led, which is super super difficult. Um, but when it happens, that's really when you can dance, which is—it's just super interesting. So yeah. yeah, a lot of life lessons from taking salsa. Yeah, fully. It's like that that lesson in and of itself is such an important one where if you don't let go, you're never going to get the experience you could get out of it. And um, and it's also, I mean, on that deeper level as well, like it's a woman trusting a man to lead and it's a man trusting a woman or taking that trust and respecting it, basically. And that's uh, like that's a, it's it's a, without verbalizing it. That's what it teaches you as well. So, you know, there's 
it, it's a way for men and women to learn how to interact with each other and totally respect one another as well. And, um, and so, yeah, so there's, it's, it's incredible where, like, if you don't let go, cause the number of partners, like you probably remember it from like going in the classes as well. And like you're around in a circle and then they go, okay, move to the next partner. And you're like, okay, I'm totally vibing with this person. And this was a great dance because they just let me do what I needed to do to let them experience, uh, at, do the steps uh, in a way which you know we had a good dance together and then the next person like the woman she just grabs my hand and is like okay this isn't gonna go well <laughs> and it's like just relax okay you can't you can't just like hold on to me like this you have to just be able to relax and just feel the energy basically between each other it's like the way you touch each other you just realize whether that person's relaxed or whether that person's um tense or if they're going to let you lead or if they're a bit of a like a control freak or if they're actually doing their thing so it's it's so interesting to go through that and uh, and feel that and then also and just if like that's what i do as well at least i come away from it and like dissect it like that as well and just go oh there's so much that you can take from this that you can apply to to life basically yeah yeah. Totally with that. Totally with that. It's almost like do we go to you know you go jujitsu, and um uh, you got to try jujitsu once in your life. I really want yeah. to. You know, uh, London Fight Zone is like around the corner here, so I should probably. Yeah. I'm gonna sign up for a class and just see. I've I've always wanted to try, but I'm working yeah. on like my hip mobility. I'm feeling like I'm becoming this old woman. <laughs> I'm like working from a laptop these days. I'm I wake up in the morning and I do like like stretching and like mobility stuff because I'm like literally feeling, my body's getting older, but my mind is like woof. I'm like back. <laughs> 20 in my head so yeah no, I'm, not, I'm not ready for my body to get older anytime soon I'm not ready for that <laughs> have you hit 30 yet no i'm, I'm 20 29 next week uh yeah. wednesday yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you just it's wait you just wait <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not getting me I'm, no I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want to play that game i'm, I'm kind of holding on to the fact that i think i have good genetics for age my, you my, my dad so beautifully as well like you just moved like like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like I love watching you because it's just beautiful. Like I, I like I I just appreciate you training. Like I've always oh, loved you. training with you because it's been like, man, I love watching you train just for the beauty of it. I don't know, it's it's hard to describe, but like it's yes. genuinely a pleasure to train next to Umar because you're so beautiful to watch. <laughs> I can obviously say like technically skilled and all of these things, yeah. but it's something about it. So it literally like, because I'm a quite visual person. So it's just something about it that makes it so just pleasant. Obviously I can technically break everything down, but I don't care about that because it's you know, like, I don't know, because there's nothing to do with that, even though you're so technically good at what you do as well. But but yeah, so just there you go. I appreciate that. I, I, I think that's a, that's. I don't know what it looks like on the surface. Maybe it looks like uh, one of my one of my friends used this analogy this week. He said uh, he's like a swan on the surface, like yeah. calm and collected. But under the under the surface, it's like ah, I'm gonna try and keep us keep this show rolling. I feel like that's I'm right, doing man. that sometimes when I'm trading. But it's uh, yeah. it, feel, it feels it like feels yeah, sure for sure. We were kind of going back to the the dancing thing. Uh, it's almost like when you, you do jujitsu and you you have like a, a flow roll at the start where somebody where you, where you, there's no real there's no real 
goal to it but it's a case of let, let the person do and and let me do at the same time whereas you go with some partners and it's like a bit herky-jerky and you're trying something and all of a sudden you get slammed on your back and you're like oh well that wasn't that wasn't we weren't, we weren't <laughs> there yet you know I mean? can we slow down a little bit you know what i mean yeah and then it's like other other people you just have that the understanding straight away and i feel like that that is it's it's, it's basically the same thing we were talking about earlier where you know you're ready for that conversation you know you're ready for we can talk anytime i love what you said that earlier because it's it's the same uh same subtext but in a different scenario you're putting mm -hmm. toward toward movement and uh yeah i totally agree totally it's agree. an energy right it's an energy wavelength that you just connect into like subconsciously mm -hmm. so, if you believe in that stuff you know right you can't you can't not believe in that stuff it's like no. this, the, the most rudimentary example i ever give is like you know you can tell when somebody's upset when they walk into a room without yeah. having to look at their expression kind of thing. yeah it's like oh there's a different there's a different vibe with this person you know mm. so it's, unless you're completely oblivious like some people i think are like retired to those kind of wavelengths but if you're normal if you're normal I'm 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 the opposite. I'm quite hypersensitive, and I think that's why I can like connect to so many people, and why I want to connect. I think because it's just in my nature to to respond. I think I respond to people. Um, so yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that thought of being hypersensitive. I feel I feel like I just share that trait sometimes. Sometimes I'm very much in my own head, and I need to fix my own self before I can fix other people. I need to take a step back and just sleep a bit more, or go and have a good meal by myself, and just go for a walk on my own. Like that was that's one thing that this week talking to a friend, and I was just saying like, I just want to go for a walk. Like all I want to do for my birthday next week is like just get out and just go for a walk in the woods or something. Just like be alone for a bit. Not not that I'm I, I need to get away from the world, but I just need to kind of you know heal my own self and just be be doing nothing apart from just doing what i like which is breathing and going for a walk and like whatever comes into my mind I, it comes into my mind whatever doesn't i don't give a shit you know what i mean i just i just enjoy kind of just being that's uh yeah i completely agree with that yeah human being yeah. And not human done right yeah <laughs> no microwave over here yeah man I, I i feel i feel like where you where you are in the world right now uh well not, not where you are right now bethnal green but uh, where you were, some of the, some of the, you sent me last time we were on a, on a video chat, you showed me around the area and I was like, this, I'm so jealous right now. It's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So my dad lives in the woods just outside Stockholm. Oh, and it's, it literally is just step out from the door and you just have wood and it's, the air is clean. Everything is mm. just, it's just nature, like nature grounds you. So I think that was the biggest fear for me coming back to the UK because Stockholm itself, it's it's a very green capital, and you can find nature so at like it's just ready available for you. Even though you live in in the city, it's still there. So that was one of the things that I was a bit scared of coming back. Cause it, it's just every morning you wake up and you literally just go into the woods for like a half hour walk before you start your day, and it was so nice. Um, but I'm still reconditioning my brain that I can go back there at any time I want. It's just that my life up until this point have been conditioned to have conditions, whereas my life is unconditional now in a way. And I, I set my own conditions and I need to just calm down in the fact that I can go back there and it's just two hours on a flight and I can be there at any point. So obviously where we worked before we had to apply for, we had to like, ask for permissions to like go home to see our parents for their birthdays and stuff. But, and then obviously I was in Australia for, well, I was in Australia and Asia for like almost two years. So it was, it was, a, it was much further than to just go home for the weekend. But now I can actually do that. I can go home whenever I want or home. I have home both 
I have three homes now because my heart is still also in, in, in Australia in a way. So, mm. yeah, but it's nice now that I can just recondition myself and say, actually, I can put my own conditions down. And now, as I say, like I'm, I'm going back next week and it was only planned to be a few days, but it's probably going to be for the rest of the month now that, you know, things happens differently here in the UK than it does in Sweden. I miss that. I miss that uh, from Kenya. I, I feel like when I, whenever I go, I don't know if you're the same with with Swedenems, but just the environment gives me. I feel like I've never, I've never taken any kind of performance enhancing steroids or anything, right? But I feel like if I ever did, it would feel like that. Can we make that clear? Like, can we make that super clear? Picky swear, picky swear. <laughs> Not once ever. This is just, this is just mama and papa. This is what this is. That's, that, 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 that's what I'm putting put it all on genetics. But you need to pass that gene forward, you know. <laughs> Too right, too right. I was that was another conversation I had with somebody yesterday. Looking at a potential suitor and being like, I wonder what like gene pool. I don't know how to say that. What a girl or whatever, right? And see what kind of like see what gene pool I'm entering into right now. From all these, because again, like you said earlier, like fitness people that were so mental because we'll think about like. Like it's it's like that story of Donald Trump trying to pay uh, LeBron James and and Serena Williams to like for them to have a kid, right? It's like what the hell? What the hell is going on here? That's but sometimes that's in my brain. It's like what the hell? What's wrong with me? You know what I mean? Why, why do I just why do I think like a normal person? I don't know where I was going with that. You threw me off, Nimes. That's it. You threw me off. We it's just declared that you're a a a natural natural, natural beauty. Athlete. Natural, <laughs> natural, black, natural, yeah, natural beauty. beauty. I'll take it. That's, that's, that's my name for next week. Sorted. Yeah, love it. Mr. World, Mr. World over here. No, but you were talking about being down in Kenya and you never taken ah, any yeah, yeah, classes. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. The, the feeling of, of, of nature and it's mad. Isn't it bonkers how well just breathing in, in like good air or like the sun and the soil it's it's ridiculous i think we're so far removed from that being being these busy worker ants that we are in, in whatever job we do obviously we're talking about what, what we did in london and gee i know you're the same with your back banking background um so far removed from what we actually need to need to be you know what i mean it, it, it's 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 nuts how this how this stuff just brings us back to our roots quite literally because we are from we are from, totally from the earth and uh, yeah just that feeling is unlike anything else in my opinion so I, I feel like i resonate with that well when you showed me those woods i was just like i'm so jealous right now i'm yeah. so jealous i need to feel that air you know just rushing in this this, this, this nose is big for a reason i need it needs to pull in some good air <laughs> i mean have, have anyone of you been to new zealand no no i mean that literally is hands off the most crazy country i've ever been to you can't you can't compare anything of this world to that place i think mm. and uh just a feeling because at this point right what happened last year i was there actually a year ago now and that was me transitioning out of the, the old job and there was me being like left on my own in this world in a way and uh, it was just a perfect place to go and find yourself in a way like you just have to get out to nature when everything is too overwhelming and you just get too worked up about things that actually really doesn't matter and you go into nature and you breathe a little bit and you move a little bit and all of a sudden you just kind of you just let things go in a way that it's just it's like it's like nothing really matters except from like being right in that moment so yeah I really treasured the times when you get to go on a big hike or just in the woods or explore 
nature in different in different places. I'd love to go to Kenya. I've actually never been to Africa as, as a whole, as a whole. Um, what do you call continent. it? Continent. continent. Yeah, it's the. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely where I want to go whenever the world is more normal again. Um, mm. Yeah, maybe we can go to Kenya. You can you can be my you know my cab driver. You can be my guide. <laughs> cab driver. All this, all this natural beauty and you relegate to a cab driver. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, that's a it's a it's a weird part of the world. At the same time, you know, it's the same. Gee, I don't know how much you've traveled, but like I've done literally nothing in, in Europe. I've been to Kenya. I've been to Dubai. Um, uh, Saudi Arabia, but I've never been to like uh, anything in Europe. And I, I, I see these these like woodland areas. And I see like part of Germany, and I see I see this. That stuff calls me massively. So yeah, mm. I'll, I'll trade yams. I'll trade you. Take me to take me to Kenya. I'll take you to Kenya. You take me to to Sweden somewhere. Just, just come Definitely. to Sweden now. We can go to the gym as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an attractive exactly. proposition. I swear, <laughs> if we have if we have the next four weeks off and the gym the gym is closed, I'll, I might even take you up on that end. Yeah, just let me know. I'll do that Tuesday. I'll sort you out. It's fine. Gee, let's go. Evolve a road trip. Exactly. I can take my clients with me because they're all online. There we go. That's that's one thing we need to do. I need to train in the gym with you, man. God damn, all of us. I was actually I was actually thinking about it after you told me the after you said the hypertrophy camp story last week, and we had Nick D on as well. I was like, and this and I've said this before as well. This is why I know you. I need that intensity in my life, right? And you bring it, and you help bring it out. And because there was that, I don't know, was it actually was it you were training alongside Emily? There was that one video where you're doing front squats. Yeah, you posted. I was like, yeah, that was it. Yeah, you posted it. So I guess yeah, you were training next to Emily in like in each rack. And then, um, and I said to you, I was like, bro, that just watching that got me jacked. I just trained after that because uh, you're just there and you're at the end of your cut and you've got no energy, but you're front squatting, whatever the fuck you're front squatting. And you're just going, ah, ah, getting it out. <laughs> and that just got me so pumped. And I was like, that is what I need. I need that in the gym. That was fun. Yeah. That was, yeah, I, I, remember, I remember that day. Remember that, remember that training session, Ebs? That was a good yeah. training session. It was a very good training session. We've had some good training sessions. And I mean, that is the only thing I really miss about having a workplace where you work with people. It's that mm. dynamic of just coming together. And then because we all love what we do and, and we love working out, it's just this thing that it's like, yeah, it's the best way of hanging out. You know, mm. if I could take all of my Tinder dates on a training session, like I will sit you out <laughs> that way. That would be amazing, you know? That's, that's the worst. <laughs> so that's 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 gonna be a yeah, it'd be like no, yeah. no game, no game. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just import that right there? there? Yeah, I just import that. All right, it's, it's going that's, straight to the bio. Gonna, <laughs> that's it, straight to the bio. No gains, no game. That's all. It's all. I love it. Yeah. That, def, definitely find out about people, don't you? You definitely find out kind of whether whether somebody's about it. If they if they don't want to uh, if they don't want to go for that extra rep or whatever, I took, I, took in, I took inspiration for my workout yesterday from a girl I watched train uh, in the gym. What was it Thursday? And this this girl probably probably weighs about sixty kilos, and she's just a, a normal gym goer. And she took a set of squats, some back squats, to such a failure point that I was about to run away from my client and go and spot her just to be like fuck that was that was like she must have taken her about seven seconds to get out of an eccentric or get get out of the concentric position like into the hole sunk it okay held it for a little pause and just starts creeping up and like creeping mm. 
and creeping. And then there's a slight pause. And I'm like, this guy's fine. I need to go and be, make sure she's okay. Like not, <laughs> not that she's going to fail the rep, but I don't, I, I just like, I was so engrossed in what she was doing over there that it was yeah. like, okay, like, dude, just take care of yourself. I'll be right back. Like, like <laughs> yeah. that was just brilliant. You see someone go there. You think, yes, this person gets it a hundred percent. Yeah. You're, you're totally right about having that work environment. Where... I don't train as hard as I used to. I train. I think I train smarter. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between training hard and training smart sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you want to find that really beautiful balance. Especially, I'm telling you, when I hit thirty and things start to change. You need to like, <laughs> <laughs> you need to start like thinking, thinking more smart after thirty. I think. Oh, uh, don't scare me. Don't scare me. All of our clients already believe that after thirty is downhill. I'm like, no, stop <laughs> propagating that, Emily. Please. No, no, no. It's, it's uphill. You just have to let your ego go a little bit more. Like you can't yeah, just train with your ego. I used to do some stupid things, you know, and you, you're doing like some, I mean, people would like pick you up for like more eccentrics when you were pretty much like just, you know, and it's like, no, no, you get one more. And it's like, I really don't. And they were like, keep picking you up. Like that is like maybe to the point where it's stupid. I'm not saying you yep. should not train super hard. You should train super yep. hard, but you should know where to cut it. Right. Because yes. once you become stupid, the longevity of that is not going to be beneficial anymore. So that's the difference. You still, you should still really train hard, but it's like a matter of like a bit more self-awareness, I would say. And I think that's what you develop with the years. It's like, okay, where's the ego and where's that self-awareness saying, okay, that was it. That was a good set, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, yeah. you got to come back tomorrow and do the same thing for a different body part, potentially. You know yeah. what I mean? That, and yeah. that, across, that across two years, three years, five years, 10 years, that's where we want to be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. rather than kind of just blowing it all on, one set of pendulum and you're just like what are we doing here really like someone could walk in off the street and be like yeah it was definitely fun it's 100 percent fun but i think i think when i started jits i realized that self-preservation is is key because i remember going from a, a training session straight to jiu-jitsu and feeling like what the hell am i doing like what like, i have nothing mentally for jiu-jitsu and then, or even training late and not sleeping very well, then going to jujitsu the next day and be like, I can't think about anything right now because I'm so wiped out. Mm. And that's a consequence. That's that's the, that's the actual that's the actual cost of spending yeah. yourself so uh, so much in the training session. But yeah. yeah, like you said, go. You have to go there to know that. I think I think staying on the sidelines and then not really dipping your toe in the pool or having somebody kind of take you to failure a couple of times and really knowing what that's like safely, um, it's it's a great great thing to know for sure. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly you just got to know know when to push and know when to take your foot off the pedal right for yeah. sure for sure we we, we definitely got to get that training session in g because we, we haven't done oh, that yeah. I've, I've written program and stuff but i'm, I'm like okay we, we've got to get this in together and yeah. uh and we really really kind of go there i'm and ready we make that happen for december december edition it'll be like I'll live be... in the gym i want to be there <laughs> you're um you said it you said it when you were talking you said you don't train as hard as you used to and i think i'm exactly the same like there's there's levels to which i think i've pushed myself hard in the past again like you said not smart but definitely just with with almost a disregard to my own safety sometimes and that's that's not a good thing you know what i mean it's not a good thing but it but it's sometimes it's sometimes the only card you have to play because as you get smarter you realize oh i don't need to play this card all the time but you still have it in reserve to know okay if i need to just blow the doors off here's my eject button you know what i mean i, I can do this because i because I've, I've built it over time but yeah it's fun love it yeah mm. you know, what's, what's interesting about that is is i've always 
this is why I get, I've said it to you as well, it's like I've always needed that balance, right? It's like, this is why I know you, this is why I know Silvio and these guys who can push me because I'm far from the other end of the spectrum. I was that guy that Nick D was talking about, just like mobility for days, bro. <laughs> and, and I was just sit there, I was just fucking working it all the time. And then after a point, after a while, you realize, you know, that's, that's not getting me anywhere in the sense that I've got the basics now, I've got the fundamentals, but I don't need to keep doing that. I need to push on to the next thing. And um, so I was always on the, like training smart was just getting smart alecky instead, instead of actually doing the hard work. And so now is that transition, or it has been for the last couple of years, that transition into now we've got to get some hard work done as well. So yeah, it's super interesting, like just being on the opposite ends of the scale and then uh, just, you know, just comparing your guys' journey with, uh, with where I'm at. I think that's a deeper thing. And that's a deeper thing. Oh, we've got some weird audio going on. Is it? Well, mm, that was you, I think. Um, something, something, something change? No. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Sorry, guys. Um, I think what you're talking about there, G, is, is something something deeper than sometimes just going there with disregard. Sometimes, hmm. um, I don't know how to formulate this opinion, but I'm going to try. Like, yes, go for it. When, when, you have to, when you have to push yourself to that level, it's almost like you have to let aggression take over and mm. sometimes you don't like yourself when you do that you know you don't want to mm. wire those those circuits because it's it's a it's a dark place you know it's a dark place you have to kind of go to and sometimes you're not ready for that sometimes you don't like that sometimes it's very uncomfortable to even know like i'm, I'm shouting in that video sometimes i'm shouting because i want to get the rep done sometimes i'm just shouting because i want to shout you know I mean? sometimes mm. i'm just kind of yelling because i want to just yell like I, I can't do this in public without having a bar in my man a bar in my hands so people look at me like I'm a loony loony you know what I mean like <laughs> that's that's the that's also the the what's going on there it's not just that I'm lifting a weight like I can probably lift that weight well without shouting and screaming but sometimes there's a thing in your head that needs to like, come out and that comes out sometimes when you have a barbell there or you have a leg press you need to get up off you um yeah. so yeah I think there's there's sometimes especially with Nick was talking last week I know Nick and I know I've seen him training and there's definitely more under the surface than just somebody who's lifting weights you know what I mean so yeah I think I think I think at times it's, I wouldn't kind of look at it like, oh, I need to push myself to go there. Sometimes it's, it's a case of what you are doing might not have been the worst thing for you at the time, but then looking at other people being, oh, okay, I wonder what that person's doing. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, um, yeah, it's, it's not, not just lifting weights, maybe. Yeah, completely. I think a part of it's like, yeah, it, it kind of is the same thing, like you have to face yourself because it's really in that, that moment where it gets really tough where you get your true self in your head right and like yeah. how you speak to yourself how you you know what you're going to let yourself off with um if you set yourself a target and you know in you really know like we know when we say we can't do anymore but we can do more mm. and it's really what we do after that yeah. it makes a huge difference but i think also you know what we were talking about like we are in places in our lives where it's because it's stress. I just look at it stress as well. Like, are we capable of handling that type of stress in any given time? And sometimes we're not because the allostatic stress is way high. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, yeah. Just thought it was really interesting, Umar. Um, oh, I'm, I'm definitely. Sure I'm, doing... Sorry, Say again? I, I missed the middle of that because I think it cut out on my screen a little bit. You, you finished. I finished. Caught the bit where you talked about allostatic stress. What was the middle yeah. bit? Sorry. No, just how, you know, I think 
are we so stressed all the time that we're incapable to push ourselves to that limit sometimes because we actually can't handle it for the stress that we are already like because we're not actually taking care of ourselves in nutrition or in recovery or emotionally and it's going to come forward when we're coming into a set like that and whether we are actually handling that type of stress as well um, and whether I think whether we come out of that set feeling good about the what we just did or self talking about what we just did I think uh-huh. it's uh, yeah you're really like facing yourself in those moments um, but most people never go to those moments most people just go to almost that moment before they have to face themselves because people don't actually want to face themselves regardless in anything in life so it's really yeah that's why I like training because it's like you just have to actually you you face your ego and you know that you have to kind of push through that mm-hmm. to 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 get to the top if we're gonna give a good metaphor Mm, I love that. I love that. What, what uh, for both of you actually? What goes on in your head when you're at that point where your true self needs is coming out? And how do you, how do you, how do you get to the top? In the words you used. I'm not yeah. so. I, I remember because we've. Ha- I think we've had these conversations in the past with like several trainers. Or I have at least, you know, and a lot of people that would be like, "Oh, you, you." you can't or you fat fuck or you shit so like people like to do self negative talk to themselves i don't think i actually do that i'm just like no you, you're gonna go for it like if you die you die kind of thing like you you can you can do this knowing that you will you will break but you won't die unless you have a chest like unless you're doing um, a bench press and it's no one there's spotting you you might die like you, you choose <laughs> your moment like in, like say leg press like the worst thing that's gonna happen is me not actually getting it up, but I will have my safety pins and I will be I will be super safe. So for me, it's more like, no, 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 just just try it. Like I, I get to the point where I'm like, oh, I actually don't think I will get this one, and then I will try it. And then sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. But at least that's where you you really know. Okay, shit, I now know my extreme limits of, yeah. of where it is. And then next time you just try it again, and then you come back and say, like, wow, now I got it. Amazing. So. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally, totally. I go go back to Eckhart Tolle and, and say like, you the goal is to die and realize there's no death. Like go there like with the pins and then legit you got to take it to that place. The only death is not going there because then you just recede into yourself. You have to go there. You have to and and don't be afraid of of of, of kind of failing or whatever because if you don't, then you never know what you could be and that's the only death. You know, that's the real kind of like unfulfilled potential is that's sad. That's really sad, you know, and you see people that kind of go there and then it's like, okay, call that day here. And I understand that because I've done that with having like a shoulder problem in my life and being like, okay, I can't really get this bench press up. So I don't really want to push it too far because I feel physical pain. My body's telling me not to do it. But then there's times when, when thankfully you have mobile hips or you have like a stable core and you think, okay, I'm going to take my ass all the way to the grass and I'm going to feel good about it. You know I mean? I have to really kind of, take it there and sometimes the load is not not the thing because i'm not a powerlifter i'm not kind of i'm not strapping myself up or putting a belt on or whatever for a single rep but across a set you have to just um trust that it will be okay and you but but then it's like it's like you got to know where that line is as well but before you start drawing lines in the sand you have to really just go to a place where oh shit i can't stand up ah it's okay it's fine don't worry about it the pins will save me right and and that's that's a that's a fun place definitely a fun place yeah, but but I quickly want to close on on what you said before, because I think that's a really good point. Um, you said the other stresses in your life can be so high that it actually prevents you from going to that place and actually being comfortable in that place. And I've experienced that 
myself where like I've had like airdyne sprints to do and I'm so like emptying the tank on this bike just like rocking back and forth and trying to just empty myself that afterwards I get sick like legit after the session I'm having a chest cold I get a sore throat and it's because my body just can't cope with the level of output because I'm not I'm not doing I'm not ticking the boxes in other areas of my life and I think that's such a key point that people start to well, well if you're unexperienced or if you don't know you don't know until you know um in the gym but you have to you have to almost safeguard yourself and uh, I think Killian Hamilton put it in a post last week. I love the way the guy talks. He's so so eloquent when he when he when he starts putting words together. And he said like uh, something in the, along the lines of, "You're trying to trade in a currency that you can't really afford because you're pushing your body, but you haven't built up the the reservoir of of like of of equity or whatever." However he put it, but it, but it was so true because you can't you can go there, but you have to have have done the prerequisite work to have this like this spendable commodity. Otherwise, it's going to come out in the wash in a bad experience. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 training. Training is definitely about that. You have to go there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's for me now. My training is a little bit more intuitive these days than it mm. has been in the past, where I've been way more rigid and like it has to be a specific way. Whereas now I go in and I will I will actually like feel how I I will tune in with myself and my how I feel in my stress in my life, and then I will decide there and then you know whether i'm going to go to failure today or whether i need to keep it in the tank because if i go to failure today it just might mean that i'll be wiped out energetically for the next two days meaning that also then my work will suffer which i'm not willing to deprioritize right now so it's really about like checking in with yourself really like okay am i am i ticking off the boxes like who said like am i actually fueling myself properly am i hydrated am i sleeping enough am i doing my stretching or whatever and then if you keep those constant then you should be able to go in and train pretty hard pretty consistently but if you're not like i have a tendency to go intermittent self-care a lot and then every now and then i fall off because i start to prioritize work so much more but then i see that everything else starts to suffer so i just have to bring in my self-care routines again and actually really making sure that i'm more rigid about what i do in terms of recovery so that i can come back and do more so yeah yeah i agree, I agree for sure i think starting something new sorry go on, go on G. no no go for it man yeah starting something new like when i started jiu-jitsu it's such a whirlwind, right? It's such a whirlwind of like everything hurts. I remember talking to Bilal, my, my cousin came on the came on the podcast a, a few episodes ago, and uh, he was chatting to me about like just feeling his body just broken, and I can totally kind of resonate with that. Obviously, rolling with Silvio and rolling with 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 all the guys there, right? You just feel absolutely battered, but then you have to realize that you're starting to explore these other things, but you're not stepping up your game in other areas, and it's 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 like one for all and all for one, right? You can't you can't leave this part of your life in, in a B grade, if you want to play an A grade sport, and um, it, it just comes back to bite you in the ass if you don't if you don't focus on it because you, you you end up cutting your longevity down, and then in, in turn you end up cutting your skill level down, and then you try and make up for it the next time you go in and you end up banging your head against the wall because you can't because you have to just spend your time there. You can't spend your time there because you didn't do the work over here. It's, and yeah. isn't the worst thing then? What happens is that all of a sudden you start questioning whether you actually enjoy it in the first place, yeah. right? Yeah. that's really when i start to that's when i know even for work because i love working but if i work too much 
all of a sudden I get this thing like, oh, I'm a bit, mm, I don't, you know, I'm not looking forward to wake up and do check-ins tomorrow. And I'm not looking forward to all these things. I'm like, okay, I know that I'm probably working too much. And now I need to actually rev up the other stuff so that it becomes a bit more balanced. So, yeah, that's for me one of the bigger cues. So when I stop enjoying the things that I know I love, that's when I need to like look into everything else because something is off a little bit. Great show. Yeah, great absolutely. show. Yeah, because yeah, you, you go through that in so many different things as well. Is like uh, people experience that in relationships as well. It's like a couple of years in, it's like, oh, maybe I don't like this person as much as I did. And it's like, eh, you want to think about that a little bit more before you actually decide that that's the truth, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it happens in so many different things. And like, uh, yeah, it is, it's, uh, yeah, you find that happening. Yeah. I'm just thinking about like all the different kind of scenarios. It happens with food as well. It's like uh, I did like uh, I did, I did burger Tuesdays basically for a while, right? I was just just figured out how to make such a good burger. It's like okay, next week we're going to do it this way, and then the week after we're going to do it this way. It's like okay, like as an example, it's like all right, I've got I'm using blue cheese this week, and I use blue cheese. Like you know what? I love the tang of blue cheese, but it's a little bit too much tang. I need to bring it down a little bit. So next week it will be something else. And then I was doing that, doing, doing that, and it was great. So I, I've got. This turned into a food porn podcast as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll be there. Where, when is this? This is on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, well, that was on Tuesday. If you want something that's going to be damn mighty fine, I've got a pork shoulder slow cooking right now. And that okay, is okay. You live in London good. anyway. I'll be walking down this so I can like justify <laughs> yeah, calories, but exactly. yeah, I'll just, I'll just like throw something out the window because we're, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fine, you know. It's all right. It's okay. Also, I've, had, yeah. I've already had Corona, so, you know, we're safe. Oh, you did? Yeah. 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 No way. We did right, the, cool. the so-called herd immunity in Sweden. You heard of that? Yeah. So, yeah, it honestly, so it, felt like sure. like, it felt like you got, like, an STI without having sex. I'm like, this is, I feel like I've done something <laughs> wrong here. Like, honestly, that's what it felt like, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, so we're taking this, like, virtual digital world stuff. a bit too far if it feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, crazy. yeah. So, like, um, oh man, oh, just, where, where was I going with that? See, I just get lost when I start talking about food. About not liking what you do when you when you when it like overtakes. Oh, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. See, thank you for paying attention. It was uh, <laughs> with the with the food as well. So even then, it got to a point where I was like, you know what? Like this Tuesday, I don't actually feel like I have the capacity to handle a double burger. So. I just can't do it you know it's just not gonna happen so i have to actually like back away from that as well and yeah it happens on like so many different things but when that happens you have to ask yourself is it because i'm sick of the burgers like no i'm not sick of the burgers i'm not sick of that process of finding out like how i'm enjoying that burger is i don't have the capacity because you know i just didn't sleep as well or i don't feel like i'm in the right headspace for it i feel like you know my stomach is telling me something i have to tune in i can't just keep every tuesday and be like okay it's going to be a double burger every tuesday it's like no no What's my body telling me? Your body's telling me, you know what? Take a break from it. That's fine. And I still love it. It's just that it's toned it down a little bit because it said you need to do something different. And um, that self-awareness piece that you talk about there is, yeah, super relevant, super important because that happens a lot. I think that will happen to a lot of people with training as well. They're like, you know, where am I going with this? Like, uh, what did I even do this for? So first things first is like check in with yourself. It's like, why did you even start doing it again in the first place? And what's your vision with it 
And then it's like, okay, well, if it feels like you're struggling this much, have a look at what your training schedule has been like. Have you been training a lot over the last eight weeks? Or maybe it's time for a deload week and you forgot about that or you didn't think about that. Or um, you need to mix it up a little bit. You just need to do something different. Like just throw something else in the routine, even if it wasn't on the plan. But because you're so wiped or you're just not mentally there, just think about doing something a little bit different. And then the week after, you're just like, you've got your, you got it back. You got your mojo back for it. Yeah. Sure. We're going technical issues again. No, yeah. I, I missed. I missed the mute button and pressed the stop <laughs> count button. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Sorry, quickly on, on the point you just raised, Edgy. I feel like it's it happened to be this week with training, and right. not not that I, I kind of stopped loving training, but I stopped loving how I was feeling before I went into my session. And it's like mm-hmm. right now, Nick Nick's got me programmed, and he's doing three weight sessions a week, two cardio sessions a week, nothing extensive. But the weight sessions, the volume is unbelievable. Like right. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is a science behind this, but I feel like I'm a low volume responder. Like give me three by three by six, and I think I'll grow. Give me three by four, and I think I'll grow. He's got me doing ten by ten, and I'm just like, oh, six, no, sorry, six by ten, six, six, six sets, sorry, ten sets of six. I'm just That's like, me. Damn, God damn, Nick, this is this is a lot. <laughs> and then the, the B series is like eight mm. sets of eight. A superset eight sets of eight and then the, the c series is, is high as well i'm just like god damn but pre-session sometimes it's like you psych yourself out when you're not when you've not slept ideally or whatever mm. and you just feel like i'm just wiped and i had to, I had to move the, the the last session of the week onto the saturday and it's only it's only like 24 hours difference but still you know you feel like oh, i should just do the session i should just do the session then you think about yeah. grace and you think grace would do the session why don't i do the session <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh it's, it's sometimes you just need to move it for the sake of getting and getting a better workout and i did i moved it to to last night i I just changed the gym as well i have a membership to a few gyms in leicester where if i want to just go around to train at that one one day because it keeps it fresh right little things like what you guys talked about slowly just um just change the atmosphere a little bit and you go in there you see a few different faces you think okay i, I, can, I can turn it on now that's uh, just it's all it requires sometimes a little bit of stepping away so you can uh, you can reignite that fire a little bit you know what i talk to my clients about a lot it's it's about having behavioral flexibility because it's not about having this rigid plan that you have to stick to it's about finding ways to make that plan work for you in a very busy life because life is so is such a roller coaster world, so we can't have a super rigid plan always. We the the goal is to be able to stick to a plan consistently, but if we are violating, you know, if we genuinely feel like we need another rest day, knowing that we can come back at it again tomorrow, really, that is what you should be doing, not to just go in just because it's in the plan to train Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, if you can come in and do it on Saturday. It's not actually doing any harm to the plan. It doesn't do anything harm to the goal, really. You just have to be a bit more flexible in how you perceive that your plan is going to work. Because I think when we can have like a behavioral flexibility type of mindset, we will have less of those fuck it moments or like, oh, I'm just going to skip that session altogether now because it didn't happen on a Friday. Um, And I just find that 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 is a way, let's call it better, way of looking at your commitments, knowing that, you know, it's, Sometimes you just have to have a bit more flexibility and then it doesn't actually make anything worse, you know, mm-hmm. and then also not feeling guilty because it's really about like that guilt that we try to like minimize as much as possible. If you can't make things work for some reason, the guilt is the thing that's going to throw you off, not the fact that you missed one session or you missed one meal or you ate one meal too many. Like that's not really 
that's not really like huge in the greater scheme of things. But if we make it into a huge thing because we now feel guilty, that's where we start to like not also enjoying the process. And then we start like self-talk negatively again. I'm such a like, I want to ban all self-talk when people are around me because I'm like, I, I just, I don't want to hear it because we don't need to hear it. So if we just self-talk negatively all the time, we're not actually creating an environment internally that will make us thrive because we need to have a positive environment inside for us to be able to thrive. And uh, yeah, so just on that side note. I like that. Yeah, no, to be able to like, you, you have to do that. Otherwise, how are you going to stay committed to that healthy lifestyle for the rest of your life? Because you're not doing it just for this period. You're doing it because it means something to you for now and the rest of your life. You know, it's like, where do you see yourself in 5, 10, 20 years time? It's like, if you keep going down the path that you're currently on where you're not making any difference, then five, 10, 20 years time, you're going to feel like, depending on who you are, you're going to be massively overweight. You're going to feel, um, the lethargic, you're going to feel shit. You probably suffer from some sort of disease. You can't be there for your grandkids, whatever that is. But then if you make that change and you're going to try and sustain that for five, 10, 20 years time, is like, okay, well, I could go hiking and I can, um, I can feel like I have energy into my later years, all those different kinds of things. And, uh, but if you're not creating that positive environment to, do that if you're not flipping the script on yourself instead of feeling guilty about the choices that you make and realizing instead that is just part of a journey where you're learning to get better and better and better and live to your your own version of your ideal better and better and better then you're always going to have an awful relationship with it and you're never going to be able to sustain that result and you're always going to think it never worked for you when really it's not that it didn't work for you it's that you didn't identify you didn't change the identity with it love it yeah. love it i feel like that that little monologue from both of you needs to be played to so many members of my family ones that <laughs> yeah. kind of have, have have gone through their lives and then they get to a certain place and then they start putting their dreams their hopes their aspirations on the next generation and yeah. mm. in, a, in like a sports setting so for instance like some members of my family that like very very much into, into martial arts and then they pass it to their kids and then there's like okay like you guys go forward and you you go and dominate in this and dominate in that and whatever and it's it's really really toxic so toxic because it's a case of like i didn't i didn't do what i needed to do but now you i'm going to lead your life down the same path hold you to these high expectations hold you to the standards i couldn't keep myself to and it's it just ruins relationships i've seen it i've seen it happen so many times and it's it's for such a tiny thing it's just a tiny thing of competition like who sets the standard who who where what what is this imaginary bar that we're chasing um and for what for what, what do you sacrifice in the long term you sacrifice like a, a life a family um so much cohesiveness that could be other beautiful things but for this one little goal people are willing to really just dash all that to the wind um i think it's absolutely bonkers but yeah the way you guys put it there made so much sense but i think you know when it comes to family things like i would say okay there are obviously exceptions to the rules as well but i think most people have good intentions in everything that they do but we can have good intention that but they will have bad outcomes and i, I do think that when it comes to family like they they have the good intentions but it stems from their own insecurities right so if we can just mm see that and have a bit of compassion and like and i know it's hard like because we all have our own shit that we've been like given from our parents down or even from our grandparents down that is hard to deal with which causes us to have insecurities right but if we can just try and understand where they came from and why they potentially would 
put pressure on us to be a certain way or or achieve certain things, then at least we can, I think, just have a bit more compassion. That's the word I'm coming back to because it's not about us ultimately. It's about them and them actually wanting for us what they couldn't give us in a sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally agree. I feel like sometimes this generation, of, I can speak to this as like a in, in Asian setting. Um, I feel like we are we are so good or better than our, our, our forefathers at accessing ourselves and understanding ourselves because of the lack of understanding that they had and the way in which they then present as parents. It's nothing, nothing bad, like you said. It's great. I'm really glad that you raised that point because, again, it's only they only want the best for us. But then, like you said, coming from a place of insecurity, coming from a place of fear, coming from a place of their own... Um, just anger with themselves because that was potentially what the previous iteration put on them and then they learned the same thing and then they're putting on us but now it's 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 we're in this age of like self-analysis and self-awareness and and we're able now to firstly see what see how we feel about it and then go back to them and i feel like it, it's almost our duty it's almost like what life is teaching us that we have to be good at it's like if i want to access my mom i need to i need to understand that this is a person who's kind of flown halfway around the world to to marry into a family to kind of give up half her all her hopes and dreams to raise a family and raise kids and when those kids don't meet up her expectations it really pulls the floor out from underneath her so it's a case of now i need to read the room better because because if i don't then i just don't get to have that communication or that 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 uh, togetherness with this person i think i think it's 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 so interesting and so so much the 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 goal of of our generation of, of like i can speak to our my culture anyway um it's a big 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 uh, big thing what i think you know i was meeting up with one of my clients and he comes from the same culture as you so we were talking a lot about this the other day um and obviously i come from a from a place that's very different but we have our own issues right and actually this year was as I said earlier, you know, me coming back, living with my parents, there's been a lot of shit that I had to acknowledge. And partly, I think, take, you have to also take responsibility for how you feel about things because your feelings are your own. That's not something that someone gives to you. But if you can, like, look at why you feel the way you feel, you can start to, like, again, as you said, like, curiosity. You can learn so much by just being curious. But I've had some had some really tough conversations with my, my, with my parents this year. And, and I mean, our cultures are not even the same, but I think it comes down from the same place in a way, even though the actual, the pressure is different and the perceptions might be different, but the insecurities are gonna be similar in a way. And and yeah, so, but I've had to have some really heavy conversations with my parents, which forced me to grow massively because it was like, I think the, the hardest conversations that you need to have sometimes are the ones that you have with your family. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but that was tough, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but came out better for it. Hopefully, you know, and also I think if you want to have a a functioning relationship with anyone, you can't be. And this is point. This is the point of who I am. Like I, I don't want to have relationships with anyone where I feel like we have to brush things under the carpets. Like if there is an issue, I'd really feel like it needs to be addressed. And it's not because I want to put blame on someone or because I did this and you did that. And we, you know, it's because we want to come to a place where we are understanding each other and when we can understand each other we can then go oh okay i didn't see it that way no because you saw it that way and then you can have that conversation and you go all right 
now we can kind of work things through versus if I just going to not address something, then we're never going to get to it. And I'm just going to keep that in me forever mm-hmm. and it's going to affect our relationship. And that's how I see like with friendships, with lovers, with boyfriends, with, with parents, with brothers, like that's how I live my life now, regardless, like I'm going to have that really tough conversation, but I've also spent the whole year doing massive massive studying on like communication and mindset and like emotions so like my journey this year has been very much more like an emotional language communication sort of thing which has helped me to have these conversations today because i don't know umar knows but i'm like a very emotional person and i still am but i have now the tools to communicate my emotions without them being super reactive all the time so i have this thing now that i can use so that I can get understood versus me just like blah, 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 like pointing and like saying like stupid things because that's how I used to be. I was you I was a very passionate person and I still am. I just have these little tools now that I can like, okay, what do I actually want to what do I want to get out of this conversation? What do I need them to understand? And then how am I gonna get them to understand what I'm trying to communicate? Because the message of communication is not what I'm what I'm saying, it's how you guys perceive me saying this. Mm-hmm. So if you like saying like, if you just don't even understand me right now, well that's the actual message of this communication. It's not what I think it's what it is. Um yeah. So um, that was big, Ems. That was big. <laughs> <laughs> she's out, she's out. That's, that's so so true the message of, of the conversation is not what you actually went in there with it's actually the subtext of oh i need to practice talking i need to practice kind of expressing myself in a way that it's so true like i remember kind of being younger and thinking oh well there's no point in us talking anymore we should just have a fight we should just kind of like get it get, get, get into the space and just, and, and yeah it's, it's not good though is it because like no. now i have such so many such little tools such little means of expression that I'm comfortable with, that I'm willing to just hurt myself and hurt somebody else. That's that's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Like, but the way you're talking about it there, I, I feel like that's such an integral part of growing uh, as a human being is to discover that oh, I'm really shallow in my tool belt. I need to go over and I need to kind of figure out this and figure out that. And when when I get questioned on something, it's not that I need to crumble and feel inadequate. It's oh, this is a learning curve now. I need to kind of like shine the light on myself and be okay shining the light knowing that it's only going to make me better in time because now i have this exposition about myself there for me to see and and, and for me to kind of be in yeah, yeah, yeah. when i started this like whole journey of communication and life coaching and i was i remember i just looked up and i was like this is a fucking mountain you mm-hmm. know and then you thought like as i said like two years ago i thought i was a decent person and i was a decent person but now I like I have this all different awareness about things that I just it, it's it's crazy how much you can grow and this is why I love life because it's like you think you reach some fucking potential and then all of a sudden you just open that door and it's like wow you have a whole like you're never gonna stop growing if you want to but people mm-hmm. want to stop growing unfortunately people like settle and think that but I am this way like no you're not you just choose to be that way. You know, and that makes me sad when people really think that they're so set in their own ways, regardless. And when people say, oh, I'm too old, I'm like, no, you're never too old. And I think that's why I say earlier, like, I feel younger because I'm like, wow, because I feel like my mind is literally like opening up to this universe, which I don't even see the limit to anymore, which is really freaking awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. nice. <laughs> 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 this is, this is yeah. Really, yeah, I totally, I totally resonate with that i know g does as well 
um but it's 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 i feel like it was only going to go one way like looking at hopefully anyway you'd hope that that where where we both were in london to like kind of feeling a bit stuck feeling like we couldn't fully express ourselves but then why why at that point in your life did you, do you feel you went that way to kind of finding out about finding out more about yourself and then eventually leading on to where you are now is is what you do for a living it's very different to what we used to do before so what what is that connection i was tired when i realized that i was making myself a victim of my circumstance that was like the biggest thing for me when i was i realized how much I was putting blame on other things or other people. And I was, and then I, I'm, I, re, I came across that uh, quote by Marcus Aurelius, which again, I'm going to be paraphrasing it, but it's really, you know, you, you don't, you can't change your circumstances, but you can change how you look at it. Right. That's a massive paraphrasing. But, you know, and when I read that, it's like, my God. And I realized that I, I had chosen to be in this job. No one is forcing me to be in this job. I've chosen to be on this diet. No one is not giving me food, you know? Like it was it was such a revelation for me when I realized this. And it was like I was blind and all of a sudden I could see. And I was like, holy oh, shit. And that's when it started. And then I think... Do you, do you remember this, I'm Sorry, I got to cut you off before you started. Ah. Remember, the, remember the first conversation we ever had at UP? Do you remember what we spoke about? You and me? Yeah. No. I remember what we spoke about. I remember. I don't know why I remember what we spoke about, right? But it hit me because I almost the, the what we what you what you just said to me then is what you said to me the first time we ever spoke at UP. I remember coming in, having a chat with you, and just kind of getting there. But then you you I think it was even when I came to my interview with Luke, and uh, we sat down and you said, um, I I think I asked like a few people like what it's like to work here, and then I think you were you were by the by the table and the and the chairs the the stools, and um, you said something along the lines of. Um, it's great to be here, but you don't have to be here. Like you can, you can, you can choose to not be here as well. Like, and it was weird for me to hear that because I was like, I was waiting, I wanted to hear like, oh, it's great. I, we have great training sessions and we take clients to failure all the time. It's it's amazing. I was like, I remember it. That's why I remember it because it was so, it was so it not what like, I was doing. It was so not what I wanted to hear. That's why it kind of imprinted in my mind. I don't remember much else from the day. But I remember yeah. you saying that. Obviously, we've carried on talking as well. But it's uh, it's interesting you say that now because that took me back to that uh, that conversation as well. But it must have been around the same time, right? Because I just moved over to City at that point, and mm. it was around the same time when all of this happened for me. So then I got into like Stoicism. If you guys have heard of Stoicism, it's this philosophy which I massively just indulged over a period of time and i still think i live my way a little bit in in those lines um and what just to go back to like the second biggest revelation in terms of i guess my personal growth this year is like i was in a relationship where it was really hard it was it was a difficult relationship for many reasons it was also a beautiful relationship for many reasons but the thing i'm coming at is i at the end of this, I was the one put pointing fingers at many, many things. And I was like, you did this and you were selfish. You did this, blah, blah, blah. And I've been I've been writing in a journal since I moved over to Australia. And I was I, I moved out. And then one night I was just sitting there reading my journal. 
And again, the same thing. I was reading my own words and I was like, I was just victimizing myself and I took no responsibility in that relationship. And I could then see that maybe I was suffocating. Maybe I was too demanding. Maybe I didn't care about myself enough. Maybe I stopped focusing on myself and I tried to get the validation elsewhere. You know, and those were like my own words coming back at me. And I think that's what really spun up like this whole journey, because then at this point I was, you know, I was on my own. I was living in a country where like time zone differences were all fucked. And so there was there were so many things that were like super hard. And then I had no other option than to start looking inwards. Right. And actually look for other ways, because I think ultimately we all just want to be happy. And you can't, no one is going to make you happy. And that's something that I've just realized, like no one in this world is going to make you happy. You have to make yourself happy regardless of what that takes. So yeah, that's just like the full circle, like where I guess it like came to to close and how I got into this whole thing about self-love and blah, blah, blah in a very not hippie way. But I just genuinely think we have to take like self. It's like self-acceptance, self-respect, self-showing up. Everything has to come from the self. And when we do so, anything is possible and you will find that everything that you do has a purpose because we're in the self all the time so yeah that's uh, that is it that's it Got what you. are you saying g yeah. <laughs> just, just power, power. yeah power just so. emanating yeah but it was a tough journey like i've had a really emotional year like it's been a tough year but i've still in all of these hard times and it's been you know a, a very long year for me actually when i think back at it it was such a long year or like the last two years has been incredibly long um but i'm i wouldn't change it like it, it, it's been such a an amazing thing and that's why you know I, when i speak to people and they're so they're so like in the dump in the deep pit of feeling like shit i'm like good for you you know, yeah. good for you because you only have one way and you got to take that responsibility to get yourself up. And when you do, like, you're going to actually start to realize all of these things about yourself, your capabilities. And, you know, you start setting boundaries and you start doing things and you start, like, not just saying things and putting, blaming others. And it's so empowering. Like, honestly, the more you can just, like, show up and it's like, nah, I take full responsibility, even though it's not always my fault. Like, I, I, you can't blame yourself for everything that happens but you can take responsibility in like how you're gonna to how you could how you're going to address things or how you're going to respond to things and how you're just going to show up and also how you're going to carry yourself so i just think that you should always try and like carry yourself with a little bit of grace and like be kind but also so to to yourself so mm -hmm. kindness is like for me it's my it's my it's my you know it's my word you gotta be kind, uh, kind so, um, be fierce yeah. as well yeah the kindness is fierce, you know, in this world where, you know, people don't really dare to be kind, people don't dare to be vulnerable, people don't dare to be a lot of things because it's, you, you're so scared of being judged or that you're going to get less opportunities so people are not going to listen or people are going to abuse you or use you or so, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. It's really interesting to, 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 say, to see where you are now in comparison to where you were when we first met. That's a yeah, really, what, what's really... your perception? It's just interesting because I'm, I feel I, I just feel like I just had a conversation with my, with my flatmate, and I've lived with two girls for a long time, and they just said, you know, and it's so funny because you don't realize when you're growing, but then you come back, and it's in hindsight, it's like, 
actually I feel really different. I really feel different and I, I don't want to like blow my own trumpet, but I've done so much work on myself this year and the last two years mm -hmm. that it feels super different. I'm not like different, but I feel mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. yeah. Does yeah, that make my, sense? Yeah. Too right. We kind of go back to where we started the start of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my time um, work. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think my perception of you of yourself to answer that question when I first met you, um, it was a really interesting one because I remember like thinking that firstly there wasn't many women in UP there was there was none there was there was just yourself and maybe one yeah one other one yeah yeah that was it right and, and Savage was, Martha of course but yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. Martha on, on on the reception but um, that was my first thing kind of like okay this is this is clearly got to be um, a different kind of person because there's there's only one of her you know what i mean there's nobody there's only one of her of her kind in this uh in this environment right so she's a bit of a bit of a kind of a warrior in that sense right a bit a bit kind of a standalone in that sense which which immediately strikes you but then i feel like where you were you were almost a bit stuck and a bit kind of trapped and a bit like a a song a bird who wants to sing its song but doesn't really didn't really sing its song you know what i mean that that's the kind of perception i, I kind of got of you um and I think along the way, there was instances like you talked about salsa earlier, you talked about kind of photo shoot prep and, and all these kind of things where there was instances where I could see a bit more. And we didn't spend much time together. We hardly ever like there was far and few in between. You'd be on the gym floor, I'd be on the gym floor, I'd be out the door, you'd be out the door, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but that was the inclination straight away. That was there was there's more there's more potential there, but there wasn't kind of, was kind of being fulfilled or kind of appeased in the right way. But you could always tell that there was something there to excavate. It wasn't that you would just start brushing and there would be nothing underneath. There's a lot there. You know, there's a lot there that hasn't kind of fully been uh, fully been looked at. Yeah, it felt like a place where you weren't nurtured for who you were. Like you were taken in for skill sets, and obviously, I think I had to play a role in a little bit. I'm still like I'm still very much. I was always myself, but I I was the female trainer you know, and I kind of had to be louder than maybe, like they, they wanted you to kind of be, they, they wanted you to be like a little marionette in a way, like you had your your persona in the gym, right? And then, so I found, I, I found that I had to be this person, which was still me, there's still very much a part of me that is a bit like rah, rah, I can get loud if I want to, and I can get people, I can push people really hard, but there is, there was definitely a side of me that we can call it my feminine side in a way like I, I i have a very masculine side i think most of the people that i that hang out with me is like i have a quite i take my space in in energy i think maybe not in in like i'm still a girl but i i don't you know i'm my thing is like I'm, also, I'm a very small woman so i had to have this persona that would take up a lot of space mm. and then having a feminine side was not something that they weren't very used to and i just think it comes back to that they didn't know how to handle me because i was super powerful because i had both the masculine but i also had this very feminine thing that they just didn't know how to handle and that got really suppressed like that mm. side of me had to be a little bit suppressed and uh, yeah that that was i think why partly it was hard because i was yeah if, if she came out too much it was like I was called arrogant or bossy in the wrong way, you know. So yeah, 
So she had to come down. She had to come down a little bit. But then obviously now that I'm, I am my She-Hulk anger, you know, coached by anger. Like I can do, I can do, and I can be whoever I want. And I think that I'd resonate with both men and women now in the sense of because I still have, I, I, I tend to market myself as a female trainer, but I realize I have so many male clients, and I realize that they still resonate with me because I can bring out a safe space in order for them to feel like they can still nurture that side of themselves in a way that maybe some men might not have been able to do with them in the past or so. Yeah, I just think that it's if you can if you can have both and you can like nurture both sides of you. If you can't let feminine or masculine energy, I think you guys have your feminine energy. I don't know where it is, but you have it. But if you can nurture them and bring them out, you will still be able to resonate with so many more people. And uh, yeah, I, I think you nailed it there when you said like a bird in a cage. I did I did feel a little bit caged because I would I was just too powerful. You know, they wouldn't know how to handle me. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't have known. So, yeah, that definitely came across. Definitely came across that that um, almost don't play with that fire. Like it's a, just just leave, just leave it kind of kind of caged and contained. Um, <laughs> and I, I honestly, without kind of again tooting my own horn, I almost felt the same way in the sense that I came to I came to work uh, at the company and and I almost like left my bags at the door and I was like I, I've done a lot of experience. I've put myself through what I put myself through, but I want to learn from you guys. So please just teach me what, what you guys know. Um, but I think in doing that, you almost deny your own self, uh, your own ability and um, too much of, of listening and not enough of doing your own intuition or your own, your own kind of uh, um, your own way. It's not a good thing sometimes because it leaves you always asking questions. They're always waiting for someone to say jump. And then you're like, oh, well, I, I want to jump five minutes ago, but I, I'm now I'm listening to you and not jumping as high because I'm being told what to do rather than just feeling and doing. And that uh, that was that was the, the inclination I got from yourself. But now it's 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 fully, fully different. You know what I mean? It's really good to see. It's really, really nice to see that. And that's, that's, kind of, that's what you want for all the people in your life that you know, good people, uh, anybody. I think all people are good on some level. But um, you want people to, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> speak it absolutes. Yeah, we'll come back, come back to that one. Yeah. But um, for the for the good people that you know want to do good for people, um, you want them to get in a position where you I feel like you are right now, which is it's lovely to see. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. And we wouldn't have been here without that. That's the thing, you know. We mm -hmm. wouldn't have been the phoenixes rising from the ashes mm -hmm. if there was no fire in the first place. So, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the one. That's the one. And then you, you touched on your clients, and that's an interesting thing because I mean, we, we spoke about this, uh, like we said, in April. But talk to me a little bit about the process. Like, what, what is that like? And how, how does a client find themselves to be a client of Emily Anger? Because it doesn't seem like there is only just here's a training program, here's a diet plan. I'll see you in a week. Let me know how much weight you've dropped. You know what I mean? That's, that's not, uh, that doesn't tell me, that doesn't strike me as, as, as your service. No, I mean, it would be a very easy service if that was the case. Um, I think I'm very much involved in all of my clients' journey. And one thing that I've realized, and it's partly from my, like my own struggles in a journey, but also non-struggles in a journey, um, I just realized that, you know, your mind is the most powerful tool that you have. And if you cannot align your mindset with what you're trying to achieve with your goals, you're going to suffer and you're not going to stay where you want to be and you're not going to thrive 
in in the journey so preach it, it but it really it really is that way you you cannot be successful long term without aligning your mind with what you do and it comes back to what you say uh, about identity right we have to start identifying ourselves with positivity and success and taking responsibility wanting to wake up and do the things that we know we should be doing and they don't have to be perfect i know that we sit here and we talk about always training super hard and like but you don't have to train super hard to have a really healthy life like you can train sub hard and get good results be happy with what you're doing and ultimately that is really what people come and pay for it's not our ambition of them training hard like i think sometimes as coaches we have to like check in with ourselves because we have the tendency of being the all the really best of the best or training to failure and you know meticulously really consistent with macro program you know but it's not perfection that's going to get people there it's the consistency and the embodiment of a journey right so coaching for me is like how do i help people create structure in their life and teach them how to redo that structure for themselves without falling off or so they actually find enjoyment in their doing but also just being really freaking supportive like i know that i like i don't really tell my clients off because I, i know that they will have told themselves off before i would have had to you know i met up with a client earlier today and this is exactly what we're talking about she's like i know that when i check in with you 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 just don't tell me off i'm like cuz she tells herself off harder than i ever have to so my job as a coach is really to be curious of like but what is happening for you to have to feel that you have to tell yourself off in the first place mm-hmm. and when you can go and go deeper to there you can start to see those patterns and then you go like okay what do we need to do in order for you to not get to that place and we can really start to look at creating structures around what everyone else needs so i think coaching itself it's just super dynamic and super personalized in that way of course i still do training plans and i help people with their nutrition i will, depending on where they are in their journey they will have more structure or they will have less structure and you know and then it's an ongoing process and yeah so the coaching itself is like people find themselves when they are tired of yo-yo their entire life in terms of how they feel i think most of the time our relationship to food is just a direct re- a direct reflection on our relationship to ourselves so if we can start looking at ourselves and actually the self accept everything about the self that we were talking about before we can solve a lot of issues and i know because i've done that myself and i'm not going to say that i'm a therapist and i've helped people with eating disorders that are severe but i because i've had mild eating disorders in the past and i have definitely had a lot of stress eating behaviors in the past which i don't really have right now and i realized okay there's a lot of things that you can solve by not suppressing things anymore and actually making them come to surface without judgment so that is if people work with me it's like you self talks got to stop and there's no judgment it's just curiosity we have to change the we have to reframe things and go like okay it's not bad it's not good what happened let's work with it and then rediscover like let's re- let's discover what's what's actually causing the issues and just getting people into like good good habits right if we have good structure in good habits that we can just lean on and just know that okay i do these time these things every day because if i do these things I will feel good and when I feel good I will make good decisions. So this this is the one thing I said that to my client earlier like how I kind of maneuver my life these days I just want to feel good all the time. 
that is how I like I will gauge my success in my day if I feel good when I'm doing the things that I'm doing and if I feel like I'm starting to feel not so good first of all I will ask you know what's what's actually going on am I am I taking good care of myself because most of the time that's you know you see the red flags it's like oh you stop doing your stretching you stop doing your hydration you're not drinking your water you're like skipping meals so you're eating too much shit it's like okay cool red flags go back to good like green light and then you, you should feel better and then also if I feel sometimes which I think everyone feels like the imposter syndrome or like you know I'll just go like cool I'm gonna dig my head my head in the sand and I'm just gonna keep focusing on the good stuff that I know is there and I'll just keep focusing on that and um, yeah literally I, I gauge my life on how like how good do I feel today and like mm. does this make me feel good and obviously I have structure like I have massive structure I'm very much like an A-type person that likes spreadsheets and my calendar is like color coordinated and 15 minute slots and like it's really like i have i love structure yeah sometimes break and like the, the, yeah there's, there's definitely like a lot of structure in my life but then sometimes I don't, you gotta remind yourself right <laughs> but i also don't stress if i don't follow the structure because i'm also intuitive enough to be like hey okay i'm really in a flow state here i'm gonna keep working until i feel like i'm getting hungry or i i'm gonna just push this a little bit so i'm not trying to be like super rigid about it's worse earlier like behavioral flexibility when you're in a good zone you just keep working with that and then when you start to feel like either some disconnect or just physical signs sometimes you just go okay cool now it's time to come back to now and do some else or have a meal or whatever it is that you need to take care of yourself so yeah like coaching with me it is it's becoming this thing i don't even know what to call it anymore because it is it is like yeah sure, i'm super like results driven and people come because they want to lose weight that's what everyone wants to do they want to feel good in their skin some people have more to lose some people have bigger issues that they need to resolve but ultimately people want to feel good right mm. And I just think that if we can focus on feeling good today, it's going to be so much easier to do the things that we know we need to do to feel good. Mm. So for me, it's like I try to get people to focus on the feeling. You're not like a traditional personal trainer. You're like a self trainer. Yeah. Just train just train yeah. yourself. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, a, I'm not a PT. I'm a, I'm a but I still do. Like, obviously, like I want people. <laughs> send me videos i want people to have good form i want people to get stronger like i give people feedback on their performance so like i still do all of that which is still probably like 75 80 percent of coaching mm. because ultimately we set a goal but people think that the goal is the answer to their problem but it's not yeah. so the so the intrinsic goal for me as a coach is to get them into the process of of actually living life now rather than thinking this is the issue this is i don't even know where i should put this this is the solution this is where my problem is going to be all gone but really like we can focus on everything else today knowing that if i do this today like the solutions today the byproduct is still going to be that body that health that whatever so that's how i think about it and it's some for some people it just takes a little bit longer but now like i'm I genuinely choose the people I want to work with. Like I, I don't work with just anyone. You have to want to align. Of course, like you don't need to be so ready. Like you don't need to get all of this that I'm just talking about in instantly. But this is the kind of coaching that I do because this is just how I believe in in living life right now. And if that's something that people align with, then we can work together. You need to be coachable, and you mm -hmm. you need to understand that it's not perfection that I'm looking after. Like I don't. Yeah look i don't i don't believe in perfection it's like you need to be able to break a plan and still be 
like seeing that the, that has nothing to do with you as a person and when you can just own that person and that best version of yourself you you know what you guys talk about like who is the best version how do i thrive then it doesn't matter if i fucked up because if i have a fuck up moment i don't say fuck it and i start again on in 2021 like most people are gonna wait you know it's like nah just okay i just felt emotional i'm gonna acknowledge that i had feelings and then that's okay and then we get to, we start again or you know so yeah that was a very long answer by the way that was a very good answer Beautiful. that was a very good answer yeah 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 100 yeah. so i need to maybe i need to probably have a business plan like what is it that i actually do because it's just molding <laughs> thing i don't even know what, right yeah it's genuinely hard to think to yeah. think of that because I, I remember we had this chat in april and i i, I know g's very similar in this sense as well um in that in that it's it's more than just barbells and and, uh, and carrot sticks you know what i mean it's, it's it's a lot more than just than just the basic level but yeah coming to coming to terms with a term to summarize it without sounding too woo woo holistic and let's do yoga in the park and sing kumbaya it's like it's a bit it's a lot more than that you know what i mean but but yeah i think that that's the key i think i think we're almost like an, an antidote to what people need um but it's it's always changing like you said uh, something, something i want to ask as well is this this is an interesting interesting kind of the other side of the coin in the fitness industry sometimes and i'm sure you guys have both seen this is like stay in your lane like you're a personal trainer be a personal trainer and people's problems should, should stay at the door like go to the gym turn your mind off and then finish your workout and then come out of it right that that phrase stay in your lane for a pt always has never really sat right with me and i'm interested to see what you guys both think about that like do you think it's appropriate for a pt to kind of do the things that we do and if if so then is it further qualification I mean, as you talked about like reading more and upskilling yourself and putting yourself out there first is that the the pre-qualification you need to have to start doing what you do do you want to start should i start go for it i think there is partly so that you need to stay in your lane like there are issues that are bigger than we can handle there are conditions that we are not qualified like people spend years studying like psychology and doctors and like people actually study for a long time to deal with certain conditions in people and the way that i look at it like i work with people who are good that i'm taking to great and if i need to refer you like i have people i refer out like if i have people i say look i think you need therapy and i say look i think you need to see a med med like a functional medicinist you need to get your gut tested so I will stay in my lane in the sense of like I know what I what I should be doing in terms of like I will I will and I, you know if I have like some red signs I will say okay I need you to go and check this out especially when it comes to like maybe blood pressure or like I actually have you have to go and like t get them to do the tests because if you not know what you're working with then you know you might be doing so and as I said you might have good intentions but you might be ending up harming someone and. Um, I think, yes, yeah, staying in your lane in that way, like, yes, you should. But I think if you're working with people and you have good, if you have a good experience in your own life, because all we do is really pulling on our own experiences. And it eventually, like, like, and I always say, like, I, I only, I, I don't tell people what to do. I tell them what's worked for me and I help them to rediscover what will work for them. Like I actually have a conversation with my clients most of the time and I will 
Mm. I will actually debate with them, you know. Oh, okay. If we go to nutrition, I don't say you should not eat this. I'll be like, cool. Why don't we try and cut out dairy for a few weeks? Because what I'm hearing is very similar to some symptoms that could be that you might not handle dairy very well. But then you put it back in. Or I'll say, you know, maybe you should go and get it tested. But instead of getting tested initially, why don't you just try and cut it out for a while and just see how you feel? So, you know, in that sense, but I wouldn't say, you know, you have this or you have that. Or I, or I would say, hey, I think that you might have something that is outside of my skill set. And therefore, I think that you should work with someone else or you can work with someone else in conjunction with working with me. And that's because I don't want I think we all and I, I, I do think that you guys will agree that we we want people to be healthy. Right. And sometimes that means that we need to refer them to other people because ultimately, at least my goal in this world is to like make people healthier and happier. And if that is outside my realm, then I know that this is not person I should be working with right now. And I, I will be making a, dis a disservice if I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sort you out, you know? So yeah, stay in your lane definitely. But then as I say, like, I mean, but I have done a lot of courses in terms of like life coaching and NLP and uh, hypnotherapy. Like I've done all of the courses in that sense as well. But that's more because I like to feel like I can offer something and that I have something. It's like tools in the toolbox, right? We have done courses. They don't give us a uh, university degree, but they give us tools, right? And then you learn from people that are better than you or have studied for longer or whatever. And you can use those tools. But yeah stay in your lane yes but i also think that it's a very blurry lane sometimes mm. Mm. but I, i'd just like to say like if you're if you, if you are good and i can take you to great then you're my client if you're like super sick or you have really really bad issues then you need to be working with someone with with me at the same time so i have people you know i have some people having therapy whilst working with me even though i'm a mindset coach i'm like your issues are so much deeper than just mindset it's something that could be inherently from your childhood or something and that's not something that i deal with so mm. yeah but that's why like you need to create a network of people that you trust as well and this is my mission right now i'm looking for people that i'm trusting that i want to be able to like hey i know someone and i trust this person and then we can have a network of people so it ultimately we're just helping people in wherever they need help from so that's a long answer as well. I'm so sorry. Jeep. <laughs> She's like, pause it on. He's like, all right, I'm done now. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to take a sip here. No, it's great. Like, um, no, just keep keep talking because it made sense. It's not like it was long and you were just rambling. You weren't like. A little bit. Long. A little ramble was there. <laughs> yeah. Felt slightly dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, no, I've said this to Uma before. We, we need to, like, just using that highway, staying in your lane kind of uh, uh, analogy is like, we need to be able to straddle the lanes is just understand that yeah there is uh, we don't have an expertise in certain things and it's just we got to be able to straddle the lane in the sense that we got to have at least uh, some level of an understanding of uh, what we can work with and then be able to uh, refer it out if it gets to that stage like the red flags thing is a good example is like okay one if there's a yellow flag that's fine if there's a couple of yellow flags okay i need to pay attention to that but then if they turn into a red flag then it's like all right i need to i need to refer that out you know yeah. like uh, that's a great example of it mindset is a great example of it as well where uh, you've got somebody who's 
you know, they may have had a history of eating disorders and, and then you're working with them and they're actually doing pretty well, but then, you know, they might, uh, there might be signs of that eating disorder that still sticks around and it's like, okay, we can still handle this because you're generally doing well. And you go down that path and all of a sudden the thing that's limiting them now is the eating disorder. And you're like, okay, I think you actually need to go see somebody about that. So there's, um, and it's just understanding that and having that marked off, like, you know, have that in your notes. It's like, okay, I've got to, I've got to pay attention to this aspect of it because that could rear its head in a bad way. And then if it ever does, we know that that's the, that's the trigger to make sure that we get that, we get that scene too on a deeper level. So yeah, I call it just straddling the lanes. We just got to understand, like uh, we, we do hop a little bit over into that lane, just like, you know, the tires just cross the, you know, cross the, cross the lines, but we never go into the other lane because it's just not our territory. No, no, I agree. I agree. Mm. Yeah. And it goes back to like the whole thing, like this is why we can't just write any generic shit because mm. it's just most likely not going to serve anyone any anything. So, yeah. yeah. But it's unfortunately, true. you know, it is a very unregulated industry and this is the issue, right? Mm. Because it is a... It's one of the most important industries in this world because we could prevent yeah. so much disease and trauma and, and injuries, etc. So, yeah, it, I mean, we this is probably for another podcast. Could, I could just sit and rant about the industry and it's in it like it's in this entity. But yeah, so but I think, you know, as coaches, you know, that when you when you do this with integrity and that's all you can do, like you can only do your job. And you can only do your job with excellence and keep striving for more excellence. And when you don't know something, you just start looking for more answers. And as and, and when you don't know and you don't know what to do, you should refer them out. And that's just, you know, that's just how it is. But yeah. hopefully there are more. I mean, there are plenty of good coaches out there that have genuine interest in their clients. So um, we just need more of them. Um, so, yeah, that's all I agree. I feel, I feel like that that's the way the industry is going, especially with coaches like like where I think we align ourselves with is to have this network of of almost like I don't want to use my doctors, but but just people all over the world that can be healing of humanity, right? Like slowly, slowly, just kind of start having an effect on your on your local community, and then uh, the other people around the world, and then obviously have this network of okay, refer to him and refer to her. I think yeah. uh, it's a really really interesting. Uh, place that we can we can almost take our own industry there just by being a higher standard than than what we already have and i think that's where we can if we can show up and and really show that sense of you know just wanting to do good by the world then that will translate into people wanting to do good by their families and wanting like it will it will come down like if you work with a coach who is so genuine about helping then it will have an effect. Like I genuinely think like PTs like this, it really is one of the most important industries because it affects so many people in both in both ways, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if you guys work with people who are like worked with coaches who just doesn't really have a lot of trust or they, so it, it's, it is hard, like and it's heartbreaking because then like how do you gain someone's trust when it's like a profession that stops you from, getting the trust almost some sometimes but then people are desperate right so it's it's really tricky yeah, it's really really tricky especially because the perception is and is for good reason as well which is that drill sergeant and if you haven't followed the plan for the week then you get you get blasted by your trainer you're like why the fuck have you done it you said you wanted to achieve this 
and you're yeah. doing it like blah blah it's like you know you're just telling off a, it's a shit way of telling off a five-year-old basically and um and then so i have clients who have had that in the past as well where they've just had that related like that kind of coach or that pt where they just um just saying like all right you said you want to do this and you're not doing as as i told you to do it what the fuck are you doing and then they feel like shit and that's also part of the psyche as well so one of the things i actually end up doing is trying to tell people i'm not that guy or i'm not that previous coach that you've worked with before um classic case of that was um one of my clients um had an overindulgent uh, overindulgent meal and woke up the next day just like a few pounds heavier right and then in historically it's like oh i feel like shit because i'm a few pounds heavier and i'm gonna get blasted for being a few pounds heavier today when you know i shouldn't be making that steady trajectory downwards and i was like all right great <laughs> because what did you learn from waking up a few pounds heavier today is like actually i don't feel guilty about the choices that i made that's huge that's such a big win for you that i don't care that you're waking up a few pounds heavier today because you're going to be able to make choices that align with your process align with where you want to be as well as be able to enjoy yourself at the same time and that's what's sustainable rather than being in what you just what you said perfectly which was like you know that yo-yo situation not just in dieting but in life where you like yourself hate yourself like yourself hate yourself like yourself hate yourself where this way gradually moving up that trajectory of oh, i'm actually i'm cool i'm cool with not being perfect all the time and so it was such a big thing where like i know i got laughed at as well as like you're the only trainer to ever say congratulations for putting on a few pounds <laughs> and i'm like it's because it's a lot more than just what the scale is telling you it's everything else that you've that you've put into it and actually that's a, like i think that's something i wanted to ask uh, both of you as well uh, but Emily, like, what's your take on that as well? Because so many people put so much emphasis on what's on the scale that they forget that it's it's forget that it's bigger than that, and also they live and die by that. So, what's um, what do you tell people to help them see that they're still moving forward, even if the scale isn't going in the direction that they want it to go? Trust me, I think this is the thing that we repeat ourselves the most as PTs, right? When you have someone on any form of journey. And it's hard. Like, I think you just have to reinforce that the scale is a very small feedback thing that you have to look upon in the greater scheme of things. And it's really just a reflection on your life as a whole. Like, it's not a reflection of you as a person. And I think a lot of people identify themselves with the number on the scale. And it's like, it goes up, I'm bad. It goes down, I'm good. But it's just a feedback thing. It has nothing to do with you as a person, first of all. And then education, 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 education. Like, why, why are all the reasons for why you could have put weight on today? And then you start listing them, and it's like, cool. And if people know, all right, I didn't actually do anything differently than I did yesterday, and I'm now... Like, I put on two kilos in one week, by the way. Like, and that's for me, like, that's almost 5% of my body weight. Like, it's like 4% four, 4 of my body weight in, in one week. Obviously, like, I'm a woman, so, like, I have, my, I have my cycles, which is, you know, super healthy. So, for me, it's like, yeah, I celebrate that shit. And I'm like, I, and, I, and I laugh at it. I actually, like, laugh when things jump too quickly. So, whenever, like, clients jump on the scale and there's a big jump, I always say, don't, don't, don't know don't care, don't read into it. If it's a big jump, there's no point in actually thinking like of all the reasons for why it would have moved. 
because it could be so many, you know. Mm. And then you can start talking about poo because everyone hates talking about poo. And I'm like, it's probably still poo in your system. They'd be like, ah. <laughs> and I always like this, like <laughs> this chart, it just like fuses the moment a little bit. It's like, yeah, okay, did you take a shit this morning? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, there you go. It's like, you just, <laughs> so, yeah. Some days there's a kilo sitting right there. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, but honestly, I literally put on like 1.2 kilos over one night. And I'm like, well, you know, mm. I would, and if we're going into all of those numbers, it means that I would have had to eat 10,000 calories last night if we we're going <laughs> to say that was fat, right? Yeah. So it's just like, I, I never want to, if anything goes in any extreme ways, I just say, mm. don't read into it. Yeah. Like, don't celebrate. I don't want you to celebrate when it goes down. I don't want you to celebrate. Anything. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to have like. You can't celebrate the down spiral if you can't celebrate. Like if you can't like diffuse the the up ones. So, but it's hard. It's really really hard. And I think especially women are way more emotional about it. Um, so, yeah, I don't have the right answer for this because it's still something that you know. There's not right. Everyone is so different in how they're going to be doing it. And then being a woman, which you guys don't know what it feels like. <laughs> You're just not in your senses sometimes, you know, and you, even though you can be very logical, your emotions will still be the overriding like theme of what you're experiencing. So mm. it's super hard. But that's why, you know, if you're if you have a coach that actually can ask the right questions without making you feel like you're being judged or like we, we should never judge our clients for anything. Yeah. We should just be like, hey, OK, feedback. Great. Yeah. How are you feeling? You know? and start working with people's feelings rather than the actual number on the scale. So, mm. yeah. I think there's That's a, really interesting. The, yeah, there's the objective and there's the subjective as well. Like there's other objective measures too. So one of them being what's your body composition going like, you know, what's the measurements, mm. what's your waist measurement, what's your hip measurement, what's your neck measurement, all that kind of stuff. Because those will go down, but the weight might not necessarily go down, right? Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, your body composition's improving. So actually, seriously fuck off the number on the scale it doesn't matter yeah because the body composition is improving it's like how do you feel in your clothes actually yeah they're feeling they're feeling better you know it's like oh, okay so oh. you got your pictures too so you take a look at your pictures you're noticing that there's more definition you're noticing that you know your waist is coming in a little bit but strangely the number on the scale has gone up you know doesn't matter because that's there as well then subjectively the other stuff is like like you said how do you feel how do you feel do you within sleep? your body? Do you stress? How do you sleep? Exactly. All of that. How do you sleep? What's your stress levels like? Um, do you have energy to take on your day? Is your mood balanced? All those different things. Because if that feels good, then rest assured the number and the scale is going to eventually improve. It's just never a linear journey, especially with that thing, with that number. Everything else is, um, everything else I would you know argue is actually far more important than the number and the scale. And it's still important, but it's just so not that important. Yeah. That's the thing. It's still like we don't want to not take the scale because it is valid, but we just can't read into the scale every day. It doesn't make sense. Like we can't. We would go nuts. Like it would be like a woman's emotions. You know, we just can't read into them. That's what I say. Like I, <laughs> I, I trust myself when I'm happy, but I'm, I don't trust myself when I'm sad because I'm like, nah, there's something not right. And like I just go like, nah, okay, I'm just gonna wait until I'm happy again <laughs> before I make decisions. Because if I'm gonna be making decisions when I'm like hormonal, I'll be making some really bad decisions in my life. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's always when I would like break up with a boyfriend. It's like, no, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just look at the side and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we just have to learn to like ride the wave. And then when you feel good again, it's like, okay, it's fine. 
So yeah, fully. I have this like visual now as well. Like I talk about it in terms of concentric circles or something. So it's like you got the big circle, which is like you know the whole, and then within that, the things that you place emphasis on. And weight tends to be something that takes up almost like eighty percent of the whole, that that whole circle. But then when I try and help them understand that you know you got all these other things that we just discussed, and then that then that circle in the middle, that weight circle starts to shrink, and you realize that that is you know maybe twenty thirty percent of the equation, and you have got the other stuff that makes up most of uh, most of that most of that circle. So I feel like you know it's like. Uh, it's it's certainly helpful to have a little bit of a visual that's the way i have it in my head at least and if anybody resonates with that i hope that's helpful because mm -hmm. it's just like no here's the whole circle here's the circles within that and you can have weight mean everything so it takes up the whole circle or you can have it mean a lot less where it takes up 20 30 percent of the circle and everything else has its place as well yeah i think like that like based off what you just said there, G, like uh, I said this last week with, with regards to people's eating and people's dieting, like why it's harder to change each eating pattern. Some, sorry, not eating and dieting, eating and training. Why it's harder to change someone's eating habits is because it's been so ingrained for so many years. We've had this institution of food since we we're literally toddlers and like your mom feeding you with an airplane and like <laughs> then going into like you taking food for lunch and you going out for dinner and you, it's, the institution's there, right? It's the same thing with weight. It's like as a coach, I can't go into this putting more emphasis on the thing that you already put all of your emphasis onto. I need to like look at where I should place my consciousness in this uh, sphere to not further like bury you with the things you're already burying yourself with. Like Emmy you said earlier, like you can't go into a conversation and shout down your clients because they should already shout themselves down. So it's like if 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 we, I almost like oh, my answer is an amalgamation of both of your answers in the sense that I'm going to just like Em said, just put no weight on your weight because you already put all the weight on your weight. So it's like let's just let's just put it to all the other things in the circle, like you said, G, and just put it to one side. Like it is what it is. It's going to start coming down if you're doing the right things. It will be a reflection. It will be reflected by your body weight. At the end of the day, the amount of times that you can explain to a client that I think it's the fact that you're not sleeping very well and they don't have any 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 understanding of what good sleep really is or what how it's good what it's like to actually feel good because I've, I've fully fully rested my body and my mind and then all of a sudden the scale weight starts to drop it's like oh shit this really works you know what i mean but before that you just have no awareness of these things so it's like i want to make you hyper aware of how breathing can affect your your, your levels of stress how how um, sleeping correctly can affect your levels of stress how having certain people in your life or having certain practices like conversations around bedtime or whatever can can make can affect your life i, I want to put the meal plan where the meal plan should go because this like you said ems it's it's about obeying and not pissing off your body with inflammatory foods or or you know, giving you the right macronutrients to to, to well what we think are the right macronutrients to, to work with your body but at the same time let's put all of our emphasis on these other things and see what kind of foundation we can build by giving them the time of day like we've given what 14 stone means time of day so many times but just what does it mean what does it actually mean like a size 12 or a size 16 or size 8 like what does that ever fucking mean so let's let's just try and catch ourselves in that act and almost like okay let me let me let me take that awareness and put it somewhere else because i feel like that's gonna give us the the habits and the and the foundation like you talked about which over time is going to get us where we want to go uh, taking taking the power away from these things i've had power over us for so long to uh, starve that and just put put the emphasis over here somewhere new. Yeah. 
word. That's why I love when clients go on holiday. <laughs> they just love, they lose weight. They go out and they like don't track their food and they're just drinking some alcohol and then they come back and they lose weight. I had a client, she bought a new scale because she didn't trust that she would lose weight. <laughs> and I was like, you're funny, you crack me up. And then the next day she lost more weight. Oh, and she's shit. like, okay, I'm not going to buy a new scale. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like she bought a scale, but she didn't trust it. And then she's like, okay, I won't buy a new scale this time. But I'm like, you know, it's the power of, you know, management of stress. That's really what it comes down to, like recovery, right? Mm. Uh, it makes so such a world of difference. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Guys, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask if we can uh, leave that one there because yep. I got to run off. I've got clients train in a little while. No worries. Sure thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a good point to leave it as well. I mean, there's many things that we could talk about. Continue yeah. to. I think there's stuff like there's tangents flying around in my brain with all the stuff that you boy, you guys have said. But um, we'll do it again. We'll do it. I'll be time. back. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back. back. She hold gang. Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> Thank the next you so much. Have you're gonna next time I'll be back. You're gonna have to be Terminator anger now. Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. Terminate her anger. It was awesome. No, thanks a lot for coming on, Emily. It was great having a conversation with you about all this kind of stuff as well. I really, really felt the energy. It was great. Thank you. It's been such a wonderful afternoon. If we're gonna put in yeah. like a nice phrase, no, it's been such an. It's been so nice. So. Yeah, do, I'll be how back do, on. How do people find you? Yeah, sounds good. How do people find, how do people find me? Um, yeah. Well, just I think Instagram is the easiest. Hash, not hashtag, at Emily Anger. Emily Anger, that's it. Find me, connect, and just, I don't know, have a conversation. I just like having conversations with people. So, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. That's yeah. awesome. And then, yeah, for everyone listening, tell us what you think uh, this episode, you know. Um, download share it with people who you feel like you need to hear this conversation because there's a lot of gems that are thrown about in here and um yeah get the word out there as well there's plenty of uh, plenty of good content here and uh yeah tell us what you think tag us on instagram as well and uh when you share it if there's any part of the conversation which you would particularly resonate with you just uh, let us know sweet thanks guys sweet thank you till next time